are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. You can also find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp if you'd like to support us via donations. Look for our VIP tier. More on that later. But this week on the Chompcast, we are seeing red again as we follow up with each other after more time spent with Red Dead Redemption 2. That was a Chevelle reference. Um, a debate that is sure to inspire some verbal duels between the crew. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, red Dead also... Uh, was the inspiration for the topic of the show this week uh, as we discuss the so-called bar for open world games with help from the at Swordchomp Instagram community. Um, and I must admit defeat in a poll we ran this week on the Instagram page it was Breath of the Wild vs. The Witcher 3, so I'll have more on that later. Um, and we also talk the controversial PS Classic lineup as in the PlayStation 1 Classic lineup um, that was officially announced, and whether or not our audience, you, think Red Dead Redemption 2 is the technical achievement of this generation. All that and more on this week's Chompcast. But I have some Red Dead-inspired intros this week here. Um, they, you write a lot of letters in Red Dead Redemption. It's very old school, you know, there's primitive technology, so I've written all of the uh, <clears throat> intros out on this nice letter to commemorate the authentic style and theme of the podcast today. Um, so up first here, says, uh, we have the Filipino Johnny Depp is here. Uh, Anthony Fisher, um, a.k.a. Fish. And, uh, you know, it's cool. Fish actually sent me his primary complaints this week before the show. Um, his main issues with Red Dead Redemption 2 so far. And, you know, Red Dead has a crazy amount of detail in the game, like little things like you have to take a bath to get clean. There's like dynamic horse pooping, smoking cigars. You have to carry your fish around if they're just too large after you catch them, etc. Just so much detail in this game. But if, if I'm reading this right, Fish, it looks like your primary complaint was um, no horse gelding. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I guess so. Yeah. Can, can you elaborate? What is what is what is it about that? I mean, is that just something that's important to you? You know, well, to... you know, I see these you know these women just riding on these horses, and I see their big old balls just dangling back and forth. It's just taunting to me, you know. It's like, wow, you could, you could pick up a woman. Why can't I? Why can't I pick up a woman? With Wait, a big are you saying you're jealous? <laughs> you're saying you're jealous of the horses because the women are riding on top of them? Is that is that is it, am I understanding mm -hmm. this correctly? That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad that I set you up for that now because I did not expect you to go in that direction. <laughs> you know what they say? The myth was most a lot of women have their first orgasm on a horse. Oh, well, I, I hear that's it's, not true. But that was a fun a, myth. <laughs> that's a myth. Oh, okay. You know, I've I've talked to a, a few women that have grew up on the ranch, and they say that's just a wives' tale. So, ah, uh, gotcha. That was better than the first joke I had to set you up, Fish, that had to do with uh, donkey shows, but cut that out. Because, you know, oh, thank you. Appreciate keep, that one. Keeping <laughs> keep the podcast PG. That one hits way too close to home for me. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. If so, this is someone's first podcast, I really want to scar them right off the bat. Um, mm, or do you? I mean, I really don't care. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, they have to know what they're getting into right away. Um, and I think that 
that confusing intro is the best way to do it. Um, but no, mm-hmm. Fish, we're glad you're here, uh, of course, to talk Red Dead, among other things. So, um, m- More on that later, because you got me hooked on something when you were up here in Montana a couple weeks ago. Up next, of course, we have Shay Layton, Professor Layton, joining us from Japan live. You know, uh, Shay, I was thinking, it's kind of like, I was wondering, like, you know, I was trying to imagine, for you it's tough, because... In Red Dead, it was a time before Tinder. It was pre-Tinder in the Wild West. You know how you had to write letters to one another and take the letter by horseback to a, a nearby station. I mean, can you imagine? You know, the only Tinder back in my day was uh, the Tinder and kindling of a nice warm fire as uh, I uh, mm. would bed a cowgirl maiden who smelled of horse manure and dried tobacco. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny about that Shay. I, I I had a friend who lived on a farm and he would say that he went through this phase where he was um had intimate relations with a very beautiful cowgirl woman who smelled like manure. So he was confused because it was so erotic and then every time he started to smell manure after that he would become aroused. It was very confusing for him. You know I, uh, you know, I could see that being the case, but I, I can Certainly tell you I'm not aroused by pedigree dog food every time I smell it now. Oh, <laughs> how do we bring it back to that? Uh, that's a off the podcast joke right there. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Josh is having convulsions on the webcam right now. And um, rightfully so. Dark stories. No, but yeah, that's uh, that's true. I mean, pre there would never have been a pre... I was thinking about that because I had to... At one point in the story, you have to take a letter to the post office um and i and i got a letter from this lady that i guess i used to have romantic relations with and i was just like man back in the day it must have been i guess you know it's weird though back in the day it was like no prostitution was more normalized it seemed like like it was very it seemed if that's the case it seemed like you just go to a saloon maybe that's just the way they portray it in in media but it seems like you could just go to the saloon you know you know actually Really quick history lesson. Uh, prostitution was very common in the U.S. back in the day. Uh, Billie Holiday, she was a very uh, famous jazz singer back in the early 90s. When she was around 14 years old, she had to drop out of school. or She chose to drop out of school because she wanted to uh, <clears throat> move back up to New York with her mother. Her mother w- would kind of come and leave and come and leave. And Billie Holiday was left with her mother's sister or her aunt. And so she dropped out of school and she moved up to New York with her mom. And her mom was working uh, uh, kind of for this this kind of caravan situation where she was kind of like this pleasure woman. And then when they got to New York, they decided to work at es- essentially what was a brothel. And so she, Billie Holiday worked there as a 14-year-old girl. Um, she worked there for a few years and then she decided that she wanted to break into singing. That was kind of always her passion. And that's how she kind of burst into the New York scene was initially being a prostitute in New York. Hmm. Well, it's like Josh was just saying, he was typing notes that prostitution has always been common. Yeah. Um, it still is. Today. But I feel like it's nor- very common yeah. today, but, but normalized like nowadays it's like secret escorts and like just Nevada and stuff. I mean, normalized as far as like. I, I just feel like society, like the way they viewed it back then was more of just like, you know, eh, sometimes Jay goes to the saloon and gets a prostitute on Friday. No, you know what I mean? I don't, it's just, I don't, I don't maybe that's think just it's me, changed maybe. much at all. I, 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 
this is completely tangential. I don't think it's changed much at all. Um, but that's a conversation for another Maybe day. America. I feel like in America it has changed a lot. Well, yeah. yes. Well, yeah, when those Puritans came over to begin with, they were all about the whores. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I like where this show's going. This is a good start. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for being here, Shay. Thanks for that little history lesson. We don't call him the professor for no reason. Um, and up next from Michigan, the one and only Joshua Fowler is here. And, uh, Josh, um, so ghost pepper sardines. I got that right? No, you didn't. Damn. And I told you that whenever you wrote it. I know. That's the joke. I'm just leading you into it. Okay. So Josh, Josh sent me a picture of this thing and I was like in a hurry because it was Halloween. It said Jardines. And Josh has, you know, it said Jardines or Jardines, whatever you want to say, however you want to say. Anyways, Josh sent us a picture of dried fish before. He was eating some weird dried fish in a wooden box. So I, I wouldn't put anything past Josh as far as weird <laughs> fish goes. And then it was ghost pepper sauce, so I had this weird, for some reason, maybe it's just my imagination, I imagined jarred sardines that had just been sitting in ghost pepper sauce. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe we could be the first. Mm-hmm. Generally, you tin sardines, but I suppose you could use a jar. Could you? You think you could? It, eh, it wouldn't really come out well. There's no good way to pack sardines in a jar like that. You kind of want them put- flat-packed. You could put the sauce in the tin, though, because, like, chipotle sauce and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. peppers, they come in little tins. Yeah. So it would keep. Mm-hmm. I just don't. What, so what was that? Just, like, ghost pe- What did you You said this week Salsa. you made something that was so, so spicy that even you were. What well, was that? It was just some Korean ramen that I've had dozens of times before, and so I'm kind of worried that just going to visit you in Montana has infected me with bland <laughs> to the point where I can start eating something that I've had that many times before and then just all of a sudden it's way too spicy. It's not just Montana, it's also me. Have you noticed a dip in sexual performance? <laughs> Tends uh, to rub off on people. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad. Fish got me a, uh, on hooked on vaping now, mm-hmm. so now I'm a vaping douchebag too. So... Hmm. Hey. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, I, of course, am General Mountain Time here from Montana. My real name is Morgan Barnes, but I'm so used to calling myself that. Oh, speaking of which, I had a Red Dead Fishing video get 10,000 views this week on my Instagram account, and it made me very happy. I was very happy about that. Because <laughs> I think I was one of the first people to post anything, like, super fishing related, because I'm a, I'm a weirdo like that. Um mm-hmm. And, but it was cool because the first big fish I caught in Red Dead was a giant northern pike, and it was exactly the same size of the northern pike I actually caught like two months ago up here in Montana. So it was like, it was pretty cool. But I, I'll talk more about that later, but I was very happy about that. Um, Good job, man. Good job. I mean, they're kind of hollow views because I'm sure people just watch it, like it, whatever. It doesn't really mean anything necessarily, but it makes me happy to know that 10,000 people hey. watch my stupid video. <laughs> hey, if you want to toot your own horn, you do that, buddy. Toot, toot. <laughs> no, to, to this date, that's the two biggest ones we've, I've had. I've had that one, and then we did a uh, Sea of Thieves video. That was our biggest. That one's almost like, I think, 15,000 views on our, on our primary Instagram account. So you never know. What, it's cool because now we've built a little bit of a following, so we get a head start on the videos, and they get, if they're hashtag right, people will find them. 
But um, Instagram is better about that, I think, than a lot of places. You can just watch the top Red Dead videos. But anyways, um, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. I did, want, I did want to say one thing. This is big news. This is really big news. I think you guys will be proud of me. I've, I've fully evolved. I joked with you guys a couple weeks ago how I moved from Oreos to um, <laughs> uh, chocolate Teddy Grahams. Well, this is big news. I have upgraded from Doc, Diet Dr. Pepper to Dr. Pepper 10. And let me tell you what. It upgraded. is. It's, it's hard to go back now, man. It's so good. Oh. Yeah. You've had That's a taste of just a little bit of sugar. Just a little bit. Enough it's to awesome. drown out all that disgusting <laughs> aspartame in there. Plus 10 calories. I was joking with Fish for the podcast that the, the, there's too many numbers on this can. It says 10, three big letters, right? But then it has the number 10, 10 bold tasting calories. And then under that, it says 23 authentic flavors. They're just throwing numbers at me, man. It's like, commit to your fucking brand, all right? <sighs> but they're, they're marketing. It's supposed to be marketed toward men. That's what uh, my, my wife is telling me that. Yeah, that's why it's in a gray is, can. Yeah. But as I yeah. told Fish. You feel nice and butch. While drinking your diet soda. But I, well, that's, <laughs> I feel butchered by the second, but as I was telling Fish for the podcast, if you look at the Diet Dr. Pepper can, ironically, it has a football on it. Look at that. It's a fucking football on the Diet Dr. Pepper can, which is about as manly as it gets. So I think their marketing is a little bit confused right is now. Is it? Put the football on the Dr. Pepper 10, you know, that makes sense to me. Mm. Or both, or both. Um... But man, I'm I'm a. I had somebody messaging me this week on my on my Instagram telling me that they couldn't even find it in their state. It was like they live in Florida, or I don't. Maybe it was. I can't remember where it was, but they said that you can't get Dr Pepper Ten there, so they were really jealous. So hmm. I don't know. If you live in a state without Dr Pepper Ten, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm fueled, cracked out on that, and my vape. I'm a new man this week, and uh, I'm excited to. This is going to be one of my favorite shows, personally, I think. Selfishly, but I'm just excited about everything we have to talk about. So, um, The topic of the show this week kind of blends right into our the main game we're talking about, Red Dead 2, because we were kind of joking last week about the bar for open-world games. And me and Shay were talking about it, and we were like, I was like, well, Shay was like, well, The Witcher 3 was the new bar, so it's nice to see something else has come along to break it. And I'm like, well, I think people would consider Breath of the Wild the the bar for open world games and he was like no 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 he's like all right to the polls put it on the poll motherfucker um and sure enough at the ad sword chomp polls that we run every tuesday uh, it came back 60 40 that the witcher 3 was chosen over zelda breath of the wild as the bar do you have anything you like to say for yourself shay anything at all um <clears throat> no i'm just, just happy that our fans uh, understand what a bar actually is and who said it. Nothing else needs to be said. You're accepting this award on behalf of Geralt. Um, <laughs> is it Geralt? Geralt or Geralt? Geralt. It's Geralt. 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 Okay. I said yeah. it wrong twice. Geralt. Oh, <laughs> Geralt. Oh. Um, uh, but so, yeah, so that is the... Um, that is the gist of the argument, but I guess everyone probably is a different bar. Even someone dropped a Skyrim on there, and I was like, oh, I don't want to laugh at any of our listeners. I think that's very sweet, but Skyrim is not the bar for open-world games anymore. But thank you, D.Seatbelt, for leaving that comment. Um, yeah, yeah, Skyrim hasn't been the bar for, I don't know, six years, unfortunately. I mean, Skyrim is a great game. It was great for its time, but 
you know, I could think of about at least three or four open world games that definitely set the bar much further than Skyrim. So, I mean, it was a great game, great first time. Just we've we've surpassed that both visually, both storytelling or visually storytelling mechanics, everything. So it was the Skyrim bar was a for a while. Game. It was the bar was. for a while. It was, and that's why it's been constantly re remade, remastered, put on new systems, put on the Alexa. <gasps> there it is. It's the bar for the Alexa. It's the bar for open world games it's, on the Alexa. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. There we go. I'm sorry. There we go. That's the bar. Um, so that's uh, that's curious. I mean, you, we can both respond to that and give our personal choices. Um, because I would have thought Breath of the Wild, just with the Zelda fan base and how much that spawned last year, I would have thought that would have stomped eh. it in the poll. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so since The Witcher 3 has already had like a Game of the Year release and has been out for like 20 bucks for years. There's just, there's no way Zelda has sold more copies at this point. That'd be a fun challenge. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to find out who has sold more copies, Zelda or The Witcher. I'll do that later. I'm not going to do it right yeah. now. But I mean, Zelda, Zelda, man, they got the Nintendo. People love Nintendo. It just surprised yeah, me. But, but just less people overall. I think I am. I am sure that The Witcher Three has sold more copies just because it's been so cheap for so long. I don't know about that. I just know that for me, stuff. I think it's just an, a more immersive game. To be honest with you, I think Zelda: Breath of the Wild. What from what little I played, it is an immersive experience. But at the end of the day, you're playing as a little elf-like creature wandering around mm. in this fictitious world. Yeah. Whereas Witcher 3, granted, they're <laughs> how, yeah. how realistic it is. You play is, as uh, gritty Legolas. You know, nothing like an elf-like creature. Yeah. Woo, it's getting heated in here. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, but like a lot of the missions you do, I feel, are more ground, grounded in some form of realism. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even if it's realism for a thousand years ago or the time period, what have you. I think it's more grounded in that, you know, you, you deal with more like interpersonal relationships, you deal with um, betrayal, like a lot of the Game of Thrones type stuff. And this game released at around the time that Game of Thrones was really taking off. So um, I I could see it being more popular. There, There's a lot of things it has going for it. Like the missions are more extensive, I think, than Zelda's missions. I think that Gwent was a big part of it. A lot of people really enjoyed Gwent and think that kind of, that alone, like, sets the bar for many games in normal games, I think, for a lot of people, Gwent, because that was essentially its own game, and it eventually became its own game. Um, so, for me, I mean, I could I could sit here and talk about the witcher 3 again for an hour but we've we have a podcast that we talked about it a long time ago so for me witcher 3 is just that bar like it it was it was looking back now it's not as beautiful as it was when it first released obviously um man visually i would still i would almost say uncharted 4 is still visually the bar almost i think like yeah. even Red Dead 2 looks like a phenomenal game. It looks beautiful, 
but I still think Uncharted 4 looks just as good, if not better. Yeah. Red Dead has got the nice cartoony look to it, but yeah. It's still still got to be Uncharted 4. I think so. And that's crazy, it being a two-year-old game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't want to get into a graphics thing just yet. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and what, what about you, Josh? I mean, how do you? I assume you definitely. I mean, I know you didn't even like The Witcher. You stopped playing it after like an hour or two. Yeah. So I think The Witcher would have been great if they decided to build a combat system for it. And that was my major issue with the game. Like, had they decided to hire someone to, you know, design the combat for the game. Instead of, you know, just whatever the programmers happen to hack together. I think I probably would have loved the game. <laughs> uh, I would like the one guy who spent half of his life designing the combat in The Witcher to email us, please. And tell us about all this hard work <laughs> that, you put it, that Josh just shat upon. Um, uh, you could just go from town to town playing people in Gwent. Gwent as your weapon. There you mm-hmm. <laughs> who needs combat? No, I, I didn't like the combat either, but I didn't think it was terrible. Just kind of clunky. Not super fun, but um, so you're saying the combat really prevented you from getting into it is yeah. really at all. So. Yeah, because most of the missions you ended up going and fighting something, and every time I got in a fight in that game, it was just miserable. Um, mm. So, well, there's well. What about uh? So, what's your bar for open world games? Then would you say at this point, if you have one? <sighs> I mean, it probably is Breath of the Wild. Just just for the sheer scale of just the physics simulation of it. Like, it is a massive, massive playground for you to just do whatever you can do with, you know, the systems in there um, that works all the time, which is hard to hard to overstate. Um, most open-world games are buggy piles of just nonsense with stuff going on and somehow breath of the wild managed to avoid most of that like i've probably encountered i don't know two or three bugs in the hundreds of hours i put into it whereas everything else is just constant bugs constant constant bugs um and Josh hates bugs, all of them, mosquitoes, mm-hmm. uh, bees, really any kind of bug. Any bug. Oh, so does my daughter. She's like, bug, bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Fish? Where, how do you feel about this whole question, this whole poll, everything? I'm just going to dump it in your mm. face, a nice hot load. Ah. Mmm. Yummy. Ah. Thanks for that hot load. Um, well, I've I've only played like the introduction or the tutorial through uh, The Witcher Three, so I don't have much say on it uh, as far as like the open world goes in that game. But um, I am with Josh. Like the the combat in that game wasn't, uh, I guess, as engaging as I would like it to be. It was kind of hack and slashy for me. But I mean. In most open world games, you're you're limited to your abilities, so I'm sure like there's probably a lot more abilities that you can unlock in that game that make it a lot more fun. But <clears throat> I just never got far enough into that game to state as far as like how I feel about the open worldness of it. But 
Breath of the Wild, on the other hand, is indeed my bar for open world games because, like Josh said, like as soon as you get off that great plateau, like you already have everything you need to like traverse the whole world. Like, uh, I think you eventually like come across a horse in like some sort of like scripted event or not. I don't know, but um, I did at least. Um, but yeah, once soon as you get that horse, like you could traverse through the whole land, you could go wherever and you could start climbing anything. Like the stamina gauge in that game was like something that that was that like kind of hindered you as far as like where where you could actually reach as far as like climbing up to certain points and also gave you like a sort of goal to um level up your stamina gauge or you know make some potions or whatever in the using the cooking system but there's just so much stuff in that world and they're all just they're purposely put in locations it may seem random at times but that's kind of what you want in an open world is when you come across you know all these different stuff that you can interact with um it always feels like you're engaged in that game, whether you're playing like 10 minutes at a time or hours at a time. Like you always have this constant drip of stuff to see. And it's a variety of different stuff that you can see. And you can see off into the distance if you see any shrines or it it just gives you a sense of place in that world that I really enjoyed and like very much rooted me into that whole world as far as like using it, the map. Um, but to kind of segue into like Red Dead Redemption, like Red Dead Redemption, on the other hand, I haven't played that much, but I've played maybe seven hours of it, but like going through that open world, it's technically like looking at everything around me, like, oh wow, yeah, that tree looks cool. Or I'm sliding down like a cliffside with my horse and I'm actually seeing rocks slide down with me. Like all that looks great, but as far as like gameplay wise it's not doing much for me like it's all it's like it's immersive but also it's just like okay i'm just sliding down a cliffside and they got the rocks to slide down the cliffside in a manner that looked very realistic but did you spend your first seven hours just sliding down the cliff sides uh <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't tried it you should try it it's pretty fun um <laughs> yeah well it's I, funny they made I, those cliff sides very slippery so actually yummy, so uh-huh. I what was that? Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Well, a fish ate my load, so I got so much cummies in my tummies. So yummy, so yummy. Go I got go, so much. Go ahead, Josh. Continue your point. Yeah. Delete that yeah. right now. <laughs> those, those hills are slippery. It's funny. I I actually took a video of that of me having a uh, uh, bottle of rum or something. I don't remember what it was, but anyway. I, Toss it off the side of the horse because, you know, littering is cool. Um, And anyway, it hits the dirt and slides for about 100 yards um, because that's how dirt works. (laughs) Like this, just this gentle, gentle slope and just slides and slides. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, hey, go ahead. Hey, you know what's funny about that is I was actually playing right before we started the podcast. And I was actually sliding down a hill on a horse. And uh, I was noticing the same thing as fish. But the thing was, it was raining. And 
I was I was thinking to myself as I'm sliding down this hill with my horse. If it was truly raining in real life and the horse was trying to go down the hill, it would just slip and eat shit and I'd fly off the horse and the horse would fucking roll down the goddamn cliff. And jokes aside, to me, that we're not there yet still in video games. Like, this game goes for a hyper amount of realism. Um, and it's not a knock against it. It's just, in general we're not at that level of realism yet in video games. And I don't know if we would ever really want that level of realism in video games. But if, you know, if you're moving down a rainy dirt hill, you're going to slip and fall. And it's cool to see the rocks tumbling off of a cliff or tumbling off of kind of like a dirty hill. But if we're going for hyper-realism, that's that's where we got to be. And we weren't there. So it's just interesting. It's interesting to see how much hype realism that this game specifically goes for, but yeah, it still misses things like that or the rope physics that Josh was talking about <laughs> earlier. Well, yeah, it's this has always been the issue. Anytime you go for realism, everything that's not stands out a ton. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you just kind of go for something that works like it feels consistent it's kind of it it all follows its own rules that can be fine but anytime you go for the real world we're recreating the real world everything in here works exactly the way you'd think it would it it doesn't and it becomes very obvious you know every time it falls a little short um and so i just i don't even think that's a target we should be aiming for until we get what 10 more years maybe somebody can try it in 10 years until then maybe give up guys right yeah give up because i mean realism has come a long way like i'm not going to knock on like all the physics that they've come along with uh the graphics and everything but at the end of the day you're playing a video game and as much as i like those open worlds of like gta or Red Dead Redemption 2, like, they're not as fun as, like, Breath of the Wild, where it has that more game type of feel to it. Like, you have a goal, and you can just set it before yourself. I'm not saying you can't set goals in um, Rockstar games, but, like, their realism kind of hinders them as far as, like, what they can put into the world um, that's interesting and fun. Um, And that's why I, I tend to lean more towards that fantasy type of open world of Breath of the Wild and the systems that they put in place in there. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to, find, trying to find the best way to approach this. Um, let's see. I don't, I don't think that, that people should give up, though. I don't think people I, I, should that give was, up. I yeah, mean, it was like, a little hyperbolic. If people I was just, give up, that's not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just... I don't think that we should give up because of the fact that, like, that's obviously... If we give up, we don't move forward i just want that for me i want that to be clear i don't think we should give up i don't side with those two even granted they're like like josh said they're being a bit hyperbolic but i think that we should continue to push and progress just if if we're going to push in that direction like with red dead it needs to be i don't know like i i appreciate the realism and everything that's gone into it it's it's 
fantastic and it's it is goddamn immersive like for lack of a better way to describe it but for me what's been detracting is and josh actually he was talking about it in the private whatsapp but i completely agree with it is the the amount of stuff you have to do with each button i am constantly confused on what i'm supposed to be pressing in order to do certain things Mm. like i've had to ask these guys how to simply just Ugh. open a menu because I've I've forgotten so many things that like they throw at you at the beginning and there's no easy way to keep track of everything you have to do with these buttons. Like there's no no easy way. So it's yeah. just it's it's immersive. I love it for that and then I also hate it because it's trying to remember everything <laughs> for the Well that's that's for, how they're gonna all be intents, like... for all intents and purposes it's like real life and it's it like with real life you get to try things again to figure it out with this game they show you those button prompts that you're supposed to do once and then you're supposed to just memorize them and i for me i think it's like, just i, I think... need to be able to do things multiple times in order to have memorized it in order to you know integrate that into a game that i play and it's just for me it's been difficult it's been a much higher learning curve but I still, I like, I'm still gonna try. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is I think that it's a learning. Like, how how far are you? Would you say Shay? You're like, uh, I'm in chapter two. What? I'm in chapter two. Um, I've already made it to the small town Valentine. I've taken some side missions in the camp. Um, I've gotten I've gotten further than honestly I thought I was going to. I didn't think I was gonna make it out of chapter one by the time we recorded this podcast, but. I was able to make it out, and I'm, I've been a little bit in the world in Chapter 2. Have you done the—I'm trying to just gauge your progress. Have you done the fishing quest yet with the little boy? No, no, I okay. haven't. I've, um, I, I did, I did uh, the bar fight, the saloon fight. I, did, um, I went and did a ledger, and then I actually went to the O'Driscoll camp with uh, the guy that we captured. Mm-hmm. So— Okay, so I've you're still you're things. yeah you're still pretty early. What about you, fish? Have you gotten what was the last mission you did, fish? Um, I took that O'Driscoll that we captured, and um, he took us to one of their hideouts where Colm O'Driscoll would be. Um, and John Marston actually came along on that uh, little mission as well. Um, he was handling that little prisoner of the Combs or the Driscolls. Um, but yeah, I. That that's a mission that I got to. Okay, so you're basically nowhere. Josh, are you at chapter three yet? Um, I'm like right before it. Like I've I've got the mission to go move camps, but I'm not yet because I want to explore more in that area. And I want okay, want so my base Dutch... camp to be kind of in that area for a little bit longer while I still explore. And then I figured I'd do that and then move on and explore a new area. Well, the, 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 reason ask, anyway? the only reason I ask is that I'm trying to get a feel of like um. Because like they the chapters are pretty long and the chapters are pretty long and I know that there's several of them and they are like for example the whole entire first chapter the game is going to be asking a lot of you I think not just in the learning curve of the controls but it's also going to be asking a lot of you as far as like there's like uh, your entire camp is full of a bunch of people that 
in some ways might seem even kind of boring at first, and but they're just kind of living their daily lives. You're going to do a bunch of missions for them that are basically just kind of get to know them missions. It's it's going to be asking a, a pretty good amount of you. But um, I've just noticed by I'm at chapter three, and I've just noticed like where I'm at, the controls are second nature to me. So I that could just be like they've been they've they haven't really been that difficult for me. Um, but I wonder if it's just like a learning curve thing, like over time they will become easier because they are pretty complex. There's a lot. As with a game that's realistic, there's going to be a million things you can do. Um, and I wouldn't say I know every little thing. I just know all the basics. I know, you know, what's going to pull my gun out, what's going to help me heal, um, all that kind of stuff, the, the generic stuff. So, But it's a lot. It's going to ask. The learning curve is very high. I would say the entire first chapter is just basically yeah. getting to know your camp in a lot of ways. The learning curve is unnecessarily high is part of the issue because for almost any command there are about eight buttons you could press to accomplish the same thing um you want to eat something you can get through get there through your item wheel in a really shitty way by opening your item wheel moving to the slot you want to and then hitting one of the trigger buttons to cycle through all your items to eventually get there or by mm-hmm. just opening your your inventory and going directly to it. Um, if you want to draw your gun, you have three buttons that'll let you do that, depending on the situation. Um, if you oh, it's well, but but yeah, but nobody's figured that out yet, Josh. I mean, even Breath of the Wild was uh, you had to stop and go to a menu and scroll through like four pages to get to your food and stuff. Like nobody's completely got four pages. De- what are you talking about? Like, even in Breath of the Wild, if you wanted to go the to your food and stuff, you had to stop. Item inventory was simple in Breath of the Wild. I don't feel like it was any better or worse. I feel like they're just different. It was ex- it was much, much better. Because you have, like, an entire grid of all your food. You can see exactly what you're getting. It's, yeah, it's, it's not even comparable. Um, well, the inventory what, what management I've... in Red Dead is bizarre because you supposedly have inventory space requirements like you can only hold so much stuff and they don't explain to you what your inventory space is you can hold an infinite number of items but only like three of each of them which is bizarre um they don't explain that to you very well so you just have to kind of figure it out as you go um like you'll start getting notifications. You don't. You're out of inventory space, but you're not. You're just out of inventory space for a particular item, which feels more like an RPG than like, you know, some sort of realistic system. Like, if they're trying to make it realistic, maybe your bag should actually have an amount of space you can have. Like, don't let you carry ten of everything of all the plants and three of every piece of meat, and you know. Or three of every potion and five of every meat. It's it's man. It's, you guys it's are really weird. getting hung up on this inventory. Well, it's, be, I don't know it's, it's it's because they're bad. trying to make it feel so realistic, and then they give you just a backwards arcane system that feels like it was out of a PS One RPG. It seems fun. I, I, I Josh, I'm not the most adept person in the world. I'm not having any problems with it. Come on. Mm-hmm. I can barely find that was a that was gonna be an appropriate joke. I mean, I can I can barely find the G spot. Am I right, Fish? 
That's right. There we go. That a boy. Um, okay, well, you guys don't like the inventory or the controls. I get it. It's fine. I, I respect yeah. that. It sounds like well, you guys are yeah. it's getting just bogged down on a lot every, of... Every, I think, every uh, button has so many functions, and it's ridiculous. It's, it's really ridiculous. It seems, it seems I haven't had that issue, but I understand where you're coming from. That seems fine. Well, I, it's just, it's inconsistent. The, the issue is that it's inconsistent. Like, do you want to climb? Sometimes it's square, sometimes it's triangle. You want to pick something up? Sometimes it's square, sometimes it's triangle. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. But doesn't sen- it tell you? Isn't there like a little button that says it what is, to push? It is, but if you walk up to something, you should push the same button to pick it up every time. Like, that's, that's simple. That's... That is simple, simple. We've known that Come on, for Josh. over a decade. When I walk up to something in real life, I'm like, should I pick it up with my left hand or my right hand? Should I grab it with my mouth? Maybe I'll mm-hmm. pick it up with my feet. Like something. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, don't, no, I just no, think it's, it's just I, the inconsistencies that make it like you should know exactly what you're doing as soon as you kind of go to do it. And you'll eventually kind of get there. Like quest items, any quest item, those you pick up with triangle. And you'll eventually start to realize that stuff. But it's like, why? Like, why, why isn't pick up the same button every time? It's just, it's just weird. They, like, they make odd decisions like that all over the place. Okay, okay. Well, fair enough. Um, I will say, I, I don't know how, if I, I agree that the faces of the characters are only like, uh, like maybe like a 9 out of 10 compared to some games that are like, amazing facially but i i feel like the detail in the world is uh maybe it's just because on a one x i don't know but i've i have just been constantly floored by the the level of d i think that's the big difference between the three games that we talked about for me like with the witcher 3 what impressed me the most about it was the side quests in the game were all interesting it was the first game i ever played where the side quests were equally or more interesting than the actual main storyline and the world was very pretty it was fine and in breath of the wild the thing that impressed me about it was that, like you said, the entire world is basically like a playground. Um, it's not, you're not going off doing all these interesting side missions for people. It's just the entire world is basically a puzzle almost. Um, and mm-hmm. very beautiful. And then in, in, in Red Dead Redemption, its strength to me is just the level of detail. Yeah. It's not necessarily doing anything completely different. It's just the level of detail is on like. I think I think you guys are selling this game short by like focusing on little things like the way a horse slides or something or mm-hmm. the rope. Like when there's like ev- like so much dialogue. Yeah, we should, we should focus pumped. on the important stuff. Like, man, they have good fog tech. I I have never noticed an issue sliding down. They around. do though, I, Josh, and it they is do. incredible. It is incredible. Like that is the prettiest thing. This game has the prettiest it, fog. Don't, don't, doesn't it this does. go back to what Shay says back in the day when he used to yell at me for being a jaded gamer where a game will do 99 amazing things but you find the one thing that bothers you and you pay this is what's wrong with game criticism we're focusing on like the no, way the horses we're, 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 we're focusing literally, on we're literally the talking issue. right now we're literally talking about how beautiful the fog is right now mm-hmm. oh, the fog that's not what I'm saying though I'm saying is that you I have to focus on all the about, little things to appreciate anything about this game because the main underlying gameplay is dated garbage. Oh, fuck that. Come on, Josh. Dated garbage. You do not mean that. I do. I don't <sighs> I don't think it's garbage, but I definitely Garbage think... is strong, but it's Yeah. yeah. But garbage that's is very the point. strong. I think like a lot of the system like the system in the game re- relies on older older style RPGs like for me when I booted this game up and I started playing when I got out of chapter one 
I I felt like I was a kid again playing like an, a really old RPG on the Sega Genesis where you don't know or like the PS1 even like with Final Fantasy 7 where you don't know much and you just have to go explore and figure shit out. And that's exactly what it feels like and that's not a bad thing at all. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that what Josh sent to us in the private chat where he said it's it's a it's a 10-year-old system which I think it's older than that that just has a fresh coat of paint. I think largely that's what this game is. It's just, you know, you're thrust into this world. You have to figure out what you're supposed to do. And that's, that's a system that is very old. And I appreciate it because I think a lot of games nowadays kind of handhold you through what you're supposed to do in, in a game. Um, what I have liked a little bit more handholding with the controls Maybe that's not right, not quite the right way to word it. Like a little bit more practice with using the controls, or the option to practice with using the controls. Like, would you like a further tutorial on how to use these controls? I would have loved that. For me, I understand that's not for everyone, but I do love the fact that this game kind of just thrusts you into the world, and you just have to go explore. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot because it does have that old school feel. And on top of that, it feels realistic in that regard. Like, in, in life, you don't have much direction. You just have to kind of follow based off your intuition and your experience. And that's what a lot of this game is based well, off of. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mentioned this briefly last week, that I feel like a lot of this, they think they're explaining, but they're not. Because, like, that entire first chapter, Through the Mountains... It, it's it is it's you are literally getting tooltips nonstop. Like as soon as one goes away, you've got a new one in the top left corner of the screen constantly for the entire first chapter. But it's so much there's no way you can actually take it all in. And so once you get into chapter two, you go out into the world and you figure stuff out on your own. And that was actually kind of fun, like just figuring out what's going on. How the fuck does this game work? Because they thought they told me, but they didn't. And yeah, and it's just it's it's just it's operating at a complexity. I I get what you're saying, Josh. They told they did tell you what you're saying is they did tell me, but I didn't remember any of it. That's what you're saying, um, because there was I a don't lot quite to take think in. He's saying that, that though. I think he's more he's saying more, like because, because it's it's at the top left of the screen. It's small. It's like you're trying to focus on what's going on. Yeah, in the there's bigger, story stuff going like, on at in the, the same world. time too. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. So you're you're trying to focus on both what it's trying to tell you to focus on as well as the story. It, yeah, it's it like is you a can't bit, focus on for all me, of it's it. a bit right. It's a little bit disjointing for me, or it was. And that's why honestly, that's part of the reason. Like a big part of it is my own fault for not remembering everything. But part of it too, I feel like they could have used a better system to tell me all these things. Like shoving the tutorial in with the story and putting it in this tiny text in the bot or in the top right, Jesus Christ, the top left corner of the game, um, for me was not the well, best it took way for three me corners to, to get there. Yeah, I know. One <laughs> <laughs> of them right? damn corners. I well, I, just, yeah. I just feel like the the conceit that it's in just because it's an like sort of an older blueprint because at its core it's sort of structured like a lot of Rockstar games, but I feel like. If we just ignore, I feel like the little details are what make, they're like the glue that make it special. And if we just uh, blow those things off, I, I feel like that's a little unfair. I mean, 
even if the structure is the same, the the interactions you have with characters, the way the world works with itself, the small details. I was looking at this article. It was like 76 things you probably didn't notice in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was reading them and I was just like, holy shit. Like, I feel like those things are you can take a familiar premise or structure, but that's not what makes it special. What makes it special is the level of detail that brings you into that world. Um, there, it's not perfect. Like I said, you guys mentioned a couple things. I was in a story mission where I was telling Fish about this, and I thought it was kind of funny. I was supposed to go beat this guy up. I don't want to ruin too much, because you, you, Fish and Shay are still very early on. I was supposed to go beat this guy up, and um, I did. I went over to his house, but I didn't actually punch him. I was just trying to interrogate him. I kept pressing Y. It said, like, threaten, threaten, threaten. And I wanted to see if I could try and threaten him without using, like, physical violence, right? Um, because the game has a lot of uh, options to a degree, to a degree. And so he was like skittering around in his, in his little cornfield and he was freaking out and I was yelling all this shit at him. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and break this guy without actually beating him. Cause I actually don't want my, my Arthur Morgan guy to be a bad guy. I'll, I'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. And then the cutscene started and the guy was all beat up <laughs> and his wife, and he was all beat yeah. up and I was like, I didn't punch him. God damn it. I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, so, so there is a, <laughs> yes, there is a little bit of like if a game is trying to be so realistic and give you all those choices, you are going to be looking for the cracks in a way that you're not looking for it in some games. Yeah, but I don't think that is a reason to discount the other things that are just draw dropping to me. Like this game, I don't think I've ever been as I, I'm blown away that you guys don't feel this way. I don't think I've ever been in this impressed by a creation of a game in my entire life. Just like admiring it from a technical perspective. Well, and I'm floored that you guys don't seem to feel that way. I'm I'm shocked. I'm just shocked. Well, to be fair, it, we we both mentioned that it is a beautiful game. First off, I I think it is a beautiful game. Like I I was playing earlier today, and there's there's this one mission I was doing where I have to go up this kind of a uh, like go up this cliff face, which I was actually talking about earlier, to find this guy <laughs> to get his money like because he borrowed it from the the German guy in the camp and as mm-hmm. i'm moving up there like it reminded me of hiking in montana and i was like man this is this is very reminiscent like this is what far cry was going for essentially but red uh red cry red dead nailed it and uh, <laughs> red, red cry, red cry. Yeah. oh no the crossover but, of the millennium <laughs> oh my yeah. god if only that's one mm, that's a different if only red tangent. dead had fishing man if only if only red dead had good dog animation and cute dogs like far cry but anyways oh they do um, they do actually oh well, good good um but i still think for me they don't let you skin the was... dogs seems strange some sort of an Jesus. oversight there uh-huh horse gelding you is okay monster <laughs> Ponies? Yeah. Jesus. Donkey shows skinning yeah. dogs too much, Josh. Too much. Yeah. Well, it's weird because they give them a star rating, just like every other bit of wildlife. Like, here's a pristine golden retriever. What am I supposed to do with this pristine golden retriever hide if I can't skin it? What, you've killed a dog already? <laughs> no, but that's what I'm like that's what I'm saying. I've not killed a dog, but they give it a wildlife like you know see i i didn't know you could see a wildlife rating outside of the uh skinning thing like whenever i had the pelts i look Mm -hmm. at them and i see the stars but yeah you can see it before you kill them so to know if it's even worth it just to know how healthy they are and stuff like that and they give those ratings to everything including the dogs but they don't let you skin the dogs at least i don't think they do 
Maybe can prefer Maybe I should try to shoot a dog and see if I can skin it. Moving on from dog skinning. Um I just I think that the skin maybe isn't necessarily just the visuals with Uncharted 4, but also the scale. Like, granted, Red Dead's scale is just as impressive, but I'll never, I'll never forget, you know, in Uncharted 4, sailing with that ship going into that cove, how beautiful that whole sequence was, sequence was, and getting into that, that mm-hmm. area where you see that lost city. Just the scale of that was in fucking sane. Like, seeing how beautiful it was in the detail and that was insane. And the detail is here too, but maybe it's because it's, for lack of a better word, ordinary, in that because it is going for realism, that it's not as impressive to me as something like Uncharted 4, where the scale and the graphics are something a little bit more fantasy-esque and a little Uh bit more supernatural and that you see that lost city and it is just it's something i've never seen before whereas but red dead is based in this realism where i've seen this before you know i i've lived in somewhere that looks like this my whole life granted it's still goddamn impressive to step out onto the top of a hill or a mountain and just peer down at the the natural scenery of you know the landscape that's that's impressive in a video game i also know that it's just there's nothing that can compare to seeing it in real life whereas something like an uncharted or a god of war where it's depicting the supernatural where it's depicted depicting the fantasy that it's just for me it's more affecting because that's nothing i will ever see in real life maybe that's where the disconnect for me lies maybe i i wonder you guys are still pretty i guess that's what's tough for me is because you guys are so early on i just i can't help but wonder if you'll feel differently as you go on and i don't like that as analysis i mean both we're both in a tough spot here because you guys are so early on and i'm a little farther i'm just like wait till you see this or that but i'm just like i don't know maybe you'll think differently maybe you won't well, it's just hard why, to say why, why should we have to wait why should we have to wait to be impressed by the scale and the visuals of the game like it should just thrust you into there if it's so impressive. Where something like Uncharted Four, it thrusts you into that that graphic leap and that that scale immediately. Why should we have to wait to get into the game to feel that? That doesn't well, I make like, sense. I feel like the examples you gave for Uncharted were like late game examples. They and- are, but. In general, that game thrusts yeah. you into it right away. Think about well, the scuba diving mission you do right at the beginning of the game. That was fucking awesome. I, I mean, like, it thrusts you into that right away in Uncharted 4. Whereas, if you're talking about Red Dead, you're saying you have to wait to, to feel visually impressed? That's no, weird. but there, yeah. there are I don't, set I don't agree with that, though. Uh, like, right off the bat, it was probably most, the most impressive... Uh, I, di- I did mention this before. I think probably the best thing about Red Dead, and most people aren't going to notice it because it is done well, like, it's one of the most actually realistic things about it, is the sound design in the game. Yes. Um, just yes. being able to heal Absolutely. all the animals around you and everything else just going on is done yeah. extremely well. Like this that's something that like I've really gotten into the hunting into the game in the game and that's something that is really cool that if you just sit and listen, you'll be able to hear the the different animals around you and tell which way they are if you're like looking for something specific. Um 
Like, it has yeah. a kind of detective mode, like every goddamn fucking game in existence has at this point. So mm-hmm. you can just kind of go in there and track an animal, like the Batman. But um, Or the Witcher. Come on now. Yeah, because the Witcher sure innovated there. Um, it's... <sighs> That doesn't feel necessary, though, because there's so much information just in the world with, like, the sound design and and everything that's going on that it... I really wish they didn't have a detective mode in this game. I really wish they didn't. Like, and I, I know why they did, because they were going for realistic so much that every collectible item in the game doesn't look collectible. Like, it all just blends in completely, and so you have to go into detective mode to find anything. Um, well, I play but, late at night with my kids sleeping, yeah. so I wouldn't be able to... I have to keep my TV kind of low, so I wouldn't even be able to really appreciate... Yeah, I know that's it's, a the, really The sound design is just great, but, great. Like, um, that is probably yeah, one of the best I, things in the game. It is the best thing in the game, period. Like, no, it's, it's no, really it's, good. It's, crazy. It's, it's, it's the best the, thing the in the best game. thing like, in the game? Oh, yeah, God, I absolutely. feel like I'm in a dream. Yeah. I feel like I'm yeah. in an alternate reality intro. right now, and someone needs to yeah. just help me. I feel like I'm in a dream world. Uh, yeah, that that intro no, specifically think, with uh, with like all the the snow and the wind and everything there sounds amazing. Like you feel does. cold just yeah. listening to it. They did such a good job well, with that. Well, even like we were we were kind of joke half joking half serious earlier about the fog. Like when that pops up when you wake up in the morning in camp, like the feeling of that. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been camping and you w- wake up early one morning and it's just completely foggy in the middle of the forest and you can hear things, but you don't know where they're coming mm-hmm. from. That's mm-hmm. like the game captured that. That's fucking incredible that like yeah. you, w- you well, wake yeah. up you in your camp that and you can hear them. birds. You can hear you can hear little creatures skittering and making their little squeaking noises. You can hear the thumping of elk and deer and moose in the background but you can't see it you don't know where it's coming from and it just like it has that like natural white noise of just nature Mm -hmm. in in the fog is like and that's not the only area they do that so well that's just for me that was the one that was the one that finally got me to 100% tune into what the sound design was doing in the game it's bar none i think the best quality of the game because they capture being in nature to a t with the sound design like you will not mm-hmm. get a better more immersive sound design experience except maybe with hellblade but hellblade was going for some completely different yeah the sound design in this game thing. is is i goddamn yeah, no, near I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not exceptional i just don't think it's any more exceptional than it's all equally exceptional. I, I'm telling you, this is like, you guys have, it's like the first time you're having sex and you have someone laying naked in front of you, and I'm just excited for you to penetrate. I'm excited for you to finally get in there, because I feel like you guys are just, you're just still on the, you're still on the edge, you're still, on, you're still in the first camp at the very beginning, and I just can't wait for you guys to get a little farther. I want to see yeah. how you guys feel about these I things. Just, yeah. I just don't think that's, you just I don't can't think wait for us to accurate. get all, all <laughs> three inches in there, you. just like you have. <laughs> and see what it's really about. Three inches. I don't think that's quiet, an Josh. active barometer, though, of like how much we get into the game. Like you're you're talking about story, but 
like me. No, I'm not talking about story. It's it's deeper than that. It's the way you're, the things you do, the interactions with the characters, the environments, the set pieces. You move to completely different set pieces, the environment. Like it's 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 more than just the story, which of course will progress. And I believe that. Now maybe you guys won't feel differently, but I'm curious to see if you do. Well, I, I get what you're saying. It's just like I don't like I said. I still don't think that's an accurate barometer because everyone plays games differently. That goes without saying. But I I think that for the most part, I'm probably the one out of the four of us who gets the most distracted by side missions and exploration. I think that's fair to say. Like I'm usually the last one out of the four of us to complete a game because I get distracted way too much. Mm-hmm. Like if I see a side <laughs> mission, I've got to finish it. And for me. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how basically I immerse myself into a game. That's how I experience a game. I save pushing per, into the story the very la- for the very last thing I do. And so I may well, see too. just well, as much... Game, I, I, the side stuff is... Good. I was going to say, yeah, in this game, I'm in the same thing. I, I, I spent two days fishing. I, I'm right there with you. I'm just saying fair. I played it... And, I, like four hours every day for the past two weeks, I put like almost twenty something hours into it. I, I'm, that's what I mean. I'm not trying to say you're playing it wrong or different. I'm just saying you're still so early. I I don't I still I don't think that's accurate. I think more what you're trying to say is you want us to see what you have seen to see if we agree. It's not more. It's not like you want us to get progress as far as you have. It's more you want us to see what you have scene essentially and that's what's beautiful about this game and that's what's difficult about a game like this same with skyrim like when we did all the way back during the spt days when we did our skyrim podcast which is still to my day one of the most the the best podcasting experiences i've ever had is when me you and josh sat down and we just talked about these vastly different stories and experiences we had Mm -hmm. with skyrim because it's something that none of us would ever see unless we were sitting right next to each other playing. Um, I remember telling a story of how, yeah. like, I was fighting some mud crabs, and then some other things came in, and some other things came in. It was this, like, all-out battle with all these different creatures. And it's something that you guys could never have experienced exactly the way I did, because the, the, the scope of Skyrim was so big during its time. And I think it's the same thing with this game, that each one of us is going to take away something vastly different no matter where we're at in the story, no matter where we're at in the world, how far or how little we've progressed, because we're each we're each having these vastly different experiences. And that's what is that is the other main thing that I think is the most impressive with this game. You go on the social media and you see all these people posting all these funny different crazy videos, you know, like I sh- I tried sharing one with you guys earlier that you'd already seen of the the woman with the side mission getting run over by an elk. That's something that no one else would ever experience um, exactly that way. Or, you know, when I came across the guy who was trying to tame this horse, and then I ran, on, ran up on him on accident, and he got kicked in the chest and killed. That's, you know, that's something that maybe one or two other people, maybe ten people have experienced, but you guys haven't experienced. And that's what makes this game, that's the other highest quality of this game for me. Is that yeah, we can I all have we, these vastly yeah, different experiences. We should have had a story show. We should have just told funny stories of things that have happened to us. But well, we oh, can well, always do that next time. week. Yeah, next we can always week. do that next week. Um, I will say that one of the things that impressed me about uh, the fishing that I 
that I thought was different than uh, a lot of other games so far is that literally, from what I can tell, I don't know what the spawn rates are, but literally from what I can tell in the fishing, other than just the immense amount of detail, is that you can actually see every little fish. Like some games like Far Cry, you just kind of throw it out into the water and it's just sort of like a random thing will hook onto it. it you don't actually see the fish swimming around really in the water in an interactable way. But for, so what, uh, You do, actually. It's, you it's, can actually see their little ripple of water yeah but that's not it's not the yeah but that's just a a generated it's like a generated ripple with a randomized fish underneath it's it's not the the gate the game knows it's there and it's actually scripted in there and whenever you throw your line it's there's actual like i don't know if they had like a some sort of radar system where the fish are actually at but you could tell where the fish are at by just seeing where they're jumping out of the water and yeah, but what I'm saying is that that ripple, because I've, I've spent way too much time doing this, it's basically like, in a game, they're showing you that there's fish coming at your way, but it's not like, if you were to stare in the water, you're not going to be like, oh, there's the fish that's swimming toward my lure. What the game does is it programs, like, these little yeah. automatic beacons, and then whenever something bites, and you reel it in, the game is basically programming what kind of fish you're going to catch until you pull it out, right? It's like an RNG thing. What I'm, what I'm saying is weird about Red Dead is that you can see... Like, if I see a pike or a tiny fish swimming right by the water and I throw my little bobber there, I see that fish, like, literally swim up. And, and I didn't think it was going to do that because if you look in the water, there's, like, hundreds of fish. And you, can, you literally see each individual fish. You can watch them attack your lure. It's, it's insane. Um, that's how I actually caught the, the pike. If you throw it way out there, you're probably not seeing the fish that are biting it because all you see is your bobber, right? But if you get, have you, got, you haven't unlocked the fishing yet, right, fish? No, I haven't. That was, that was a mouthful. You haven't unlocked the fishing yet, have you? <laughs> Um, but yeah, with, with the pike, I literally saw it swimming by the edge of the water and I threw my bobber out just a little bit and I watched that pike swim up and bite it. Every single fish I can see in the water is literally like, f- almost like how the NPCs in the world are on like their own tracks and living their lives, cutting wood, going to sleep. I feel like they actually took the time to put, I don't know for sure, but it seems like they actually programmed an entire little, <laughs> the entire little world of fish in there because every time I see a fish, it, it, it's an interactable thing and there's thousands of them and it's just crazy like most games like far cry and other games are just sort of like an rng thing you throw it in the water the game gives you a randomized fish you pluck it out it's not it doesn't feel like it's actually there same like with pokemon you throw it in the water you wait for a question mark ding you pull it out the game gives you an rng you caught this you know what i mean um this might be really like fish physicky for some people and I, i'm just saying like i've studied a lot of these fishing games and like the way the fishing yeah. works in this well, game is impressive to me the fish are just an extension of the rest of the wildlife system, which is yes, yes, essentially how it works. Like, you can scare the fish off just like any of the other animals in the game, um, which is cool. Like, it's nice that they allow you to do that. Um, it is like it, there, it definitely seems like there's some sort of AI going on there with the fish. So. Just like well, yeah, just, just like, like the, the wildlife, the yeah, yeah, and just like and to some degree, the people. If you watch the people, they like they have their patterns, but for the most part, they're they walk around the world. They go in different buildings. They do different things at their house. Like they they say different things to you. Like and in some ways, you're like, if I never walked up to that person, I'd never even know the, the like the amount of time they put into these things that people might not notice is to me almost staggering because most people might not care. And I don't know how much value that is if someone doesn't care. Like fish is just gonna maybe. He just, this seems unknown. He just like doesn't care about this at all. But I'm telling you, like, that was probably the gear of someone's life putting into that thing. And, like, that impresses me as, like, an, an, an my analytical side of my brain. 
like gets really excited about that. Um, Rockstar labor issues aside, that everyone won't stop talking about. Um, it's uh, I don't know. Maybe that's there's a lot in here. I feel like people will not notice or appreciate. That doesn't necessarily make it better or worse than other games. I just feel like there's a lot there that maybe will go be taken for granted. But that's part of the beauty of life, right? We take a lot of the world we live in for granted to some degree. That's and fair. It's I think. I think that's one thing we haven't really talked about is how um, I think this is the closest we have seen in gaming to date of everything living in the world feeling like an actual living creature. I think this is the closest we've gotten so far in video gaming to date. Yes, I agree. I I think it will be a bridge to something like Cyberpunk um, where that game will probably take it to the next level. But at this point, Almost everything in the game feels living and breathing. It doesn't feel like almost a complete idiot. Granted, there are still some idiot NPCs in here. Uh, It's inevitable. Um, You know, I think that technology will eventually make it there. I don't think we're there yet, but everything, every person, at least every person you come across does feel like a living, breathing person to a degree which i don't think has been done in gaming at this scale yet and with your camp it's incredibly important because you can walk around and see people doing their daily chores go on little think missions with them talk like they start to feel like real people and initially i thought they were all kind of boring but like now that i've got like especially the main character i criticized them last week and i was mad i'm mad at myself now because he has like become sort of interesting either by the people around him or through proximity like his character is a good person, but with like dark shit lurking. Interesting underneath. by association. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. Sometimes yeah, that you need other people around you. Like in the reverse of that, John Marston, I thought was interesting, and he's a shitbag. I totally have changed my feeling about like the fucking main character from the first Red Dead. That dude is a fuck. He doesn't even hang out with his family in the camp. You have to take his fucking son fishing because he's such a shitty father. Like he is a terrible human being, and every time yeah, you get around, him, I've noticed that a lot. And this this is a, this is a very common thing in sequels. Is let's take the badass and make him just the biggest you know, piece of shit in order to make the new character cool. And that is such a stupid fucking trap. It's a prequel. It's not a sequel. Yeah. Like, so they're, they're explaining what John Marston was like as a person. He's not a good person, at least as of now in his timeline, he was not a good father. Yeah. And generally isn't somebody a good human being. Yeah. And that's, they don't need to do that in order to make you like the new character. I don't see, unless, Granted, neither none of us are at the end, so like maybe he'll kind of come around on it and not be a complete waste of air anymore. But it sure feels like they're just falling into the trap of let's make the old protagonist just a complete loser next to our new one. Um, which, but this is yeah, the but just normally Josh, this is what I don't right? get. I don't get this, Josh, because normally you can t- complain that the the main characters in these games are assholes. They finally give you a character that's not an asshole, who's f- generally a, like seems like a a good person. Is he? Uh, he whines about how the world no longer accepts them for being murderers anymore. What? Like he constantly whines about that. Oh, there's no space for us outlaws anymore. Us, you know, murderers, like. They go on and on about that in this game, like we're supposed to somehow sympathize with 
people who have just I don't know how many people I've killed and just in the story missions where you have to kill people like even if you're trying not to whenever you're actually in control of like the open world and everything you get into these story missions and you just have to kill people and even just those you've killed hundreds of people like that are trying to kill you not always generally yeah, generally I mean they generally you don't have to kill anyone that's not trying to kill you you shoot up an entire town to save a guy that you hate. You shot up that entire town? That's the only way to get through that mission. You do realize that you, there's other... Well, there's way different ways to tackle that. I, mean, I don't want to ruin anything, but I tackled it much differently than you. Okay. Did you walk right in and just shoot the people that were... Did you... You're talking about the guys in the prison and you can, like... Um, how how did you get him out? Did you walk in and just shoot the guys holding him hostage? No. Did you? I tried you to sneak him on? out, and as soon as I snuck him out, he decided to go on and shoot the entire town. And if he dies, the mission fails. So he goes on a rampage, and you're stuck shooting up the entire town, so the mission doesn't fail. Because of him, though. That's, that's one of the things you're going to learn about these characters is that because they're sort of like a family, somebody else can drag you into the muck. Like, if Fish drags us into the muck... We have to be his friend and stick mm. by him. Yeah, that's that's the outlaw brotherhood. But it, I'm just saying there's complexities there. I'll leave you grow. there, Fish. Just well. so you know, so you're aware. You can plan accordingly. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. I don't want to impede on any of your morale. Well, so. we'll see. The, the, I think the, the character's becoming more interesting, and I'm only in chapter three, and apparently there's like five or six or seven chapters or something. So I'm curious to see if that changes, but I feel like he's... I'm learning more about their history. I just went fishing with um, Dutch and Ho Jose or whatever, and it was like I was learning about where they came from, and they were like Dutch is becoming more of a character because so far Dutch was just the guy sitting in a tent doing nothing, and like I'm like, well, I don't know a lot about this guy, but it's. I'm just saying this game is gonna ask a lot of your investment, but it, I feel like it's definitely returning it tenfold for me. But we'll see. Maybe you guys will just hate him in the long run. I don't know. To each their own. Um, let's see, I'll make sure I didn't forget anything I really want to mention. I will say that one of the polls we ran was related to this, before I get to some of our listener comments, to, to round everything up. Um, and basically, I asked, do they, uh, I know it's controversial, because Red Dead has been sort of splitting about 60-40, which I thought. I asked people, I said, um, so far, Red Dead Redemption 2, are you in love with it? Are you bored? What is it? And it came back like 60-40. 60% uh, of people said they were in heaven. About 40% of people um, said that they were not feeling it too much yet. And I wonder if a lot of those people are probably still at the beginning. Because I remember telling you guys I didn't like the beginning of the game either. Um, but 85% of our audience said that they feel like this is the technical achievement of our generation. So I'd like to give a clap to our audience for making the right decision. And saying it's the tech. Well, okay, so what is the technical achievement of our generation if this isn't it, Fish? Oh, they're shaking your head? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there you know. go. There you go. Get out of here with your I don't knows and your lack of. I'll just, I'll, I just, I just want to shake my head at you. I could feel your head shaking. You're shaking your head at his arrogance, and I completely support that. Uh huh. There's no arrogance uh -huh. there. I'm just happy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not happy. at all. Uh. <laughs> I, the the thing I will, I will say about that is, I think as an overall package. Yes, it is the, as of right now, the technological achievement of this generation of consoles. Is it visually the technological achievement? No. 
And I'll stand strong on that. That won't change. You, you just said, wait, what? I'm confused. Can you repeat that again? You said yes and then no, and I'm confused. About as an overall thinking. package, as an overall package, yes, I think it is a technological achievement of this generation of consoles. But okay. is it the visually, visually the technological achievement? No. And I will stand strong on that. This is the best looking game ever created by a mile. No, no it's, not. it's not. By a million miles. A bi- uh, I can't believe. Okay. This is going to cause me too much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm outnumbered here, but I don't. Yeah, I know. It sucks being wrong. Suck- Maybe it's a 1X thing, you know? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a. I have an Xbox One X. It just I, I can't look that much better on my One X. It's it's so much more than just. Uh, you guys are just. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What have looks you better? played what Uncharted Four what looks on a PS4 Pro 4K TV? That game is three years old, two years old. No, yeah. it's two years old. And have you played it on a PS4 Pro 4K TV? So you're still. I'm just asking. You're still. I'm, playing. I'm asking. Well, I, don't, I thought Horizon was I'm still asking. For, have so you played I st- it? I, I'm telling you. No, I haven't. Well, there you go. Then how do but you I'm know? I'm just telling you that I thought Horizon looked better than Uncharted. Mm, nah. From a detail perspective, like the way they, like the little details on those robots and everything, like that game was gorgeous. I think that game was, see, the thing with Uncharted was it was set pieces. It wasn't an actual open world, so they could craft a really beautiful mountain because you weren't mm-hmm. going to go exploring around the mountain. You know what I mean? But I think you guys are way too, I think you guys are remembering it and it was amazing. Yeah. But I feel like if you went back to it now, I don't think you'd feel that way. No, no but like, man, that's like that. even, even something like Detroit. As much as I hated that game, because they were doing, like you said, drastically reining in what you could look at, they were able to put tons of detail in the stuff that they had there. And I think you guys are putting way too much worth. emphasis on faces and and less emphasis on like the actual detail of how difficult it is to craft a world, rocks, grass, dirt, water. Like the detail of creating an outdoor world is just it's unbelievable. I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of getting glossed over a little bit here. Mm, I still think like, I still think back to like when I was climbing on the rock faces of uncharted four, or I was looking, I was like rifling through the abandoned houses in that yeah. abandoned city. And the details driving was through there. any city, like the yes. lived in cities in uncharted four yes. had way more detail than Every little stick town you go through in Red that is, Dead. That is insane. When's the last time you guys played Uncharted? I feel like you guys are talking about a two-year-old game like you played it yesterday. And? Well, that should speak it, to how visually impressive it is, right? That's I mean, your like, memory. If, if, if we can still remember it count. that well two no. years later. That doesn't... That'd be like if I said Final doesn't Fantasy doesn't count VIII. for you. There yes. was a time when Final Fantasy VIII was the best-looking thing ever created by man. That was... I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like you got to go with what's current, what's relevant now. You're saying Uncharted looks better now than Red Dead. That's what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is literally crazy, Josh. You can't believe that. It's not. <sighs> I'm I'm just not impressed with the realism. Like, it, yeah, it, it's real <laughs> as shit. But come on, it. it it's only so far that you can look at a rabbit 
digging through the grass and think, wow, so fucking realistic. Or seeing a fish swim through the water. Like, oh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Really? That's, that doesn't impress me in a video game. Uh, what does impress you, fish? Not much, actually. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um... All right. Well, I don't think I, I'm trying to see if there's anything in my notes that I really, really wanted to say, but at this point, I'm sort of at a loss. I feel like someone has drained my soul energy. Um, we'll see. I guess we'll see how you guys uh, change it all, but that's the way it goes. Um, Maybe I have to get a Xbox One X to thoroughly enjoy that the visuals of that video game. You I probably guess. shouldn't spend seven hours sliding up and down a hill, and then you might have a little more fun. Uh, well, I did rob a train. Or two. Okay, uh-huh. that's not bad. I'm just yeah. getting somewhere. Um, and you know, I unfortunately think that's the way a lot of people will feel. It, it, things that replicate real life just don't always resonate with people as much as um, science fiction or another form of art direction or whatever. So. Oh, speaking of which, I'll briefly touch on this. The people in this game are much bigger assholes than the original Red Dead. I guess because they didn't want you to feel so bad about constantly robbing them. Like, I specifically remember when the original Red Dead came out, most of the people you interacted with were generally fairly nice to you, at least right off the bat, until you pull a gun on them. And half the people I run into in Red Dead 2 are instantly assholes to me. You get too close to them driving by on the road, they're yelling at you to move along. It's like, I, I oh, they can be a little touchy, yeah. Like yeah. if you, if you, like you, I rode a horse in a guy's yard, which is kind of funny. I don't mind that. I rode a horse in a guy's yard, and like I literally wasn't like violent with him or anything. He was just like, "What the fuck are you doing in my yard?" And then I was trying to defuse him, and he pulled his gun on me, and the next thing I know, I had to mm-hmm. murder his entire family. So it's he really escalated the situation, you know. I mm-hmm. I was just trying I mean, to that, ride that my the horse. Outlaw. That that was that was the the the. That that was the situation. Like they're trying to depict that in some form of realism. You know, you have some strange guy riding up on a, on a horse on your property out in the wilderness. Yeah. Of course, you're gonna pull a fucking gun. But yeah. I still slightly disagree. I mostly agree. Slightly disagree. When I had to do um the mission where I you know went and uh got the money from the guy who borrowed from the German uh, gentleman in the camp. The guy was super nice, and he's like, he didn't even speak English, and he's like, I don't have much, I need to eat, and he's such like a nice guy, and I was like, I gotta beat the shit out of this mm-hmm. guy to get his money, because he <gasps> That was the money. guy! That was yeah. the guy that I told you that I didn't beat up, and he looked beat up. That was the one I was telling you. So you actually did punch him. Oh, well, yeah, because like the game prompt, the game you was prompting yeah. me, he kept saying like, you gotta punch him. You gotta punch him. So <laughs> they peer pressured you. They peer know, pressured I punch you. Him, punch I punch him. him once, and it was just like a thump, and then it just uh-huh. big welt shows up on the side of the face. I was like, <laughs> I'm so well, sorry. That guy seemed like he had some sort of but Arthur Morgan's his family like, yeah, runs out. Bitch. The, yeah. Well, no, his his family runs. Like, if you go back and talk to people at the camp, Arthur's not happy about that. He's like, dude, that. Well, he he tells the guys like, why did you loan money to that guy? That guy was not all there. You know what I mean? Like Arthur's like consistently uh-huh. disappointed by the people around him. Yeah, 
I don't know. That's that's kind of the thing that I have issues with. Like he's very inconsistent. Like he's inconsistent as everything else in the game. Like he'll act like everyone else around them is just these horrible people. How can you be so so terrible? You know, doing all these horrible things and then like he's the worst of all of them. Like it's just it's well it's just, just his bizarre. Brotherhood, his brotherhood comes before everything. That's what I've noticed. His his camp, his people they're yeah. basically family. To no, him, no, I they, get that. They... I get that. That is every piece of media for the last ten years, and I'm tired of it. Like uh, I am tired I, oh, of on. all the. Oh, I'm forced into making this stupid decision. That is fucking everything. That is all of Breaking Bad, all of The Walking Dead, all of Game of Thrones. It's fucking everything, and I'm tired of it. Game at this of point. Thrones. How dare you bring Game of Thrones into this? Mm-hmm. It's just. Everyone making bad decisions at the same time. That is, people, that's life, people Josh. Di- no, that's it's not. Life. I know you think that, decisions every but you're day. not Maybe really you the don't. greatest subject. Maybe to, you're uh, perfect. Maybe you're perfect, and you don't make bad decisions, but the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. We're human. That's fucking boring. Well, I think people making bad decisions is interesting. It's complexity, you know. But I will say this: I tried not to punch that guy. Unfortunately, the game still showed him beat up anyway. But I was trying not to. I was just yelling at him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is the only thing that bummed me out. I wish I could have found a way to do it without violence, but didn't shoot him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, we had some good comments here for our topic of the week. And uh, I'd like to read some of them. By the way, every Thursday, you can leave a comment on the Sword Chomp Instagram, and we might read your comment on the show. Let's see. There's they're all over the place. Let's see. Dynamic Devin sixty six said, "I think Red Dead Redemption two has become the biggest technical achievement for consoles to date, and holds the bar for being the highest quality of an open world game. There's so much to do, and it doesn't forget that there's still a story to be told, and it does it beautifully without losing um, its open world elements, like certain games do, such as Mafia three. Plus, the world actually feels alive with every person being interactive and random events always happening. Um, so they seem pretty high on that." Tony underscore S says Red Dead Redemption definitely set the new bar. The world just lives. It begs you to shut off every marker and mini map and just explore the vast open world it gives you. And to be fair, one of the things I love about the game is it doesn't have a bunch of side quests to check off. They just sort of organically happen. Um, let's see. Sick Stick 17 said I voted for Breath of the Wild in the battle versus The Witcher because I feel like the game primarily from a mechanic standpoint is something that no other game has ever done. Um, Breath of the Wild's open world felt like a living world that was completely open to you. I've never seen a more comprehensive comprehensive physics engine in a game. And now I have not played The Witcher 3, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, G Milk said Breath of the Wild is just amazing, beautiful, and filled with life. Um, Reverend underscore Rock and Roll said, I feel like every moment in The Witcher 3 is value-added, as in Breath of the Wild. However, The Witcher's core gameplay is much deeper than Breath of the Wild. Without being too system heavy, The Witcher is as complicated as you want it to be. Breath of the Wild forces it on you a bit. Red Dead Redemption 2 is so laden down with systems that I think it bogs down the experience and breaks the immersion through frustration. Also, searching a house or a cabin is amazingly slow. It is realistic to the point of being not fun at times. Which this person saying that realism has sort of hindered their enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah, I, yes. I, I kind of agree with that. Um, I didn't realize you could use the detective mode in a house to see collectibles. So that's pro tip. There you go. So you don't have to sit there and l- slowly walk down every wall and 
approach every box about 18 times to, mm. you know, find out if you actually can pick it up because most of the prompts don't actually work that correctly when you're trying to get to, like, a box hit under a table or something. Um, yeah, just click both sticks at the same time and you'll see if something is collectible. It'll, it'll glow. Somebody it'll, also that'll, told that'll me that'll speed you can... up the house looting. Yeah, that's true. Somebody also told me you can do autopilot on the horse, which I didn't know. There's an autopilot to make the horse just run by itself, and you can like go to the bathroom or something, which I didn't know you could do that. So that's cool. Uh, I think that's cinematic mode. It's in the story missions. I don't know if you can do that in the open world. Like what? How do you do it though? How do you? You just hold X. Or you can. A. You can. On you Xbox. just have to set a waypoint for oh, where you're going. Oh, and then you can let go of the controller. Okay. Oh, you can. Yeah. If, so if you have a waypoint set, set a waypoint. and you're on a road, you just hold X. Yes. <gasps> really? Wait. Yeah. You have to hold X the whole time, or you can let go. Well, you can if you set. So if you have a if you have a waypoint, you set it to cinematic mode. It will just run there, and then you can go. Oh, awesome. You can go cringe as you're attempting to do No Nut November or whatever it is you kids do these days. No Nut November? I've never heard of that. No can Nut tell November? Me what, that, what, is that, what is that? Yeah, tell me all about it. It's where you don't nut for November. <laughs> oh, Fish is already achieving that. But I'm done. I'm sorry, Fish. <laughs> but I'm done. No, you can't masturbate either, though. Oh, <laughs> He's I'm failing right now, guys. Um, excuse me. Uh, let's see. Right. <laughs> he's just so he's wiggling his legs November. together, kindling the fire. <laughs> Kind uh, there's that fire kindling again. Or tindering as they'd say. No. Fire tindered. The fire was yeah. Something about tindering the fire earlier when Shay was talking about uh WJ Danilo said. <laughs> I feel like The Witcher and Red Dead have perfected what we know about open world games today. Huge world, great stories and side missions, amazing graphics, etc. But Breath of the Wild redefined it. Its gameplay was so creative. Uh, and it's really hard to play an open world game after Zelda not getting frustrated over not being able to climb a rock or a fence or something. Mm. Um, well, because... Yeah. And that that's a whole debate about whether games are even fun or if that even... I don't really... I don't have time to get into that today, but I just... Uh, let's see. Kilty Gamer said, I voted for The Witcher 3 for the fact that the death was truly astounding. It feels like a living world with so many quests, NPCs, monsters, and secrets to find. It is truly a marvelous, marvelous achievement, even with its flaws. The only reason I didn't vote for Breath of the Wild is that the world, while expertly crafted and beautiful, was kind of barren. It doesn't feel like a living world, though. One could argue that's the point after an apocalyptic event. Um, so he was sort of, he was sort of acknowledging that, even though it felt kind of empty that was probably intentional um which is interesting bad bad zek said i voted for breath of the wild due to a few mechanics that it introduces that really evolved the open world format the fact you can climb a mountain is amazing that, see that's something everyone loved that mm -hmm. was pretty cool in zelda you could just walk up to anything and climb it and you could climb anything climb you, and glide as long as you have stamina which was irritating but if you had the stamina you could do anything Remember the first time you drowned in a pool that was two feet deep of water? I do. Do you? Yeah. I had, like, no stamina, and I tried swimming across the tiny pool that I could probably have stood up in. Uh, well, no, I couldn't have stood up in, but it was, like, a That's foot weird. It's, it's, it was, That's like, a year strange. ago. How could you remember that so well? Yeah. Yeah. It's also strange so considering you have the ability to make ice anywhere in water from the beginning of the game. So, uh, drowning... 
Seems seems like an odd thing to do. I don't got time for that shit, Josh. Don't got time to be to making be fair, ice blocks. To be fair, I also drowned when I first played the game. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I, I also watched Shay drown. Well, that mm-hmm. was before you even get the ice block. I think. Yeah. Um, you, you can in that first. Yes, area. there is water in the first area you could drown in. So mm-hmm. I'll, I will yeah. give you that. And I, I drowned in it. We all did. <laughs> High fives for all the cool kids do. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, Josh. Some of us are imperfect. Some of us drown in the water. DJ underscore LXXV11 said, Technically, Red Dead Redemption 2 has set the standard for open world and for realism. However, the trade-off for realism is it's not always fun to play. Immersive, yes. I would say The Witcher 3 is more fun to play. Uh, Except for the combat. Probably. It's probably about the same combat-wise between the two of them. (laughs) We need to fight about that combat one day. What is with the combat in Red Dead to you? It's it's gorgeous. It's fun. You got the slow motion dead eye. What's your problem with it's it? It's boring. You just dead eye, kill everything on screen, walk forward two feet, wait for the next wave to spawn, then dead eye and kill all of them. Well, your dead eye runs out. I only have dead eye like half the time. Really? Yeah. I can complete. I'm gonna be honest. I can complete basically every combat in the game with the dead eye that I've got. And even if I couldn't, they give you like tons of potion slots in order to you could essentially have like nine full wheels of dead eye if the one isn't enough. To be fair, I haven't used dead eye once. What? I, oh my god! Because I forgot it exists. <laughs> oh. You just push both the joysticks in at the same time. You click them together. I've no, honestly enjoyed just not playing the right with one. the dead eye. Oh, it's just the right one? Okay. That's a you level the right of one difficulty. Yeah. Oh, man. Shay, that's going to totally change your... It's going to blow your mind, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. Although, if you haven't unlocked the ability to paint your own targets in dead eye, maybe just wait, because it kind of sucks from the beginning, because you have the auto-shooting thing, which just wastes ammo all over mm. the place. So It's better than nothing, but eventually you get the ability to... Yeah. Pick where Click you want to fire. You, yeah. And that, that makes to it... To be fair, that if actually, you're not fighting in Deadeye, yeah. your crosshair kind of aims at the head of the character anyways. It has Ooh, a system. God. This, yeah. this yeah. game has the strongest aim assist I have ever seen. You can turn it off if you want. I may have to do that because it's, it's atrocious. Like it's be, so it has easy been for aggravating. You. It's like it'll... And it's, it's it awkward because like you'll Isn't be... Isn't it helpful? No, because if something's Sometimes moving, no. if something's moving and you're trying to follow it, a lot of times you're pushing the same direction the auto aim is going and it'll think, mm-hmm. "Oh, let me help you here by not letting you actually move your crosshair closer to the head. You'll never be able to catch up to some people because it'll just lock your crosshair in place unless you That's like flick it way too. past them." I've had that happen over and over again because the game thinks it's helping me there. Weird. Well, you can turn it off if you want, but yeah. I haven't had too many issues with it. Here and there, I'll have a little thing. You know, I don't fucking want to. I just want to sit there and bitch and complain about it and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fuck, um, me too. That's a f- I mean, who cares about the fish? I appreciate the your support. Bunnies. I want to get, get that rant that Fish had like recorded where he just goes off about how the stupid bunnies are and the stupid <laughs> fish. You don't even have fishing yet, Fish. What kind of fish are you? You haven't even touched a fish in the game. Let's bait up. 
You be- <laughs> God damn it! You beat me to it. Uh, that was funny. Okay, I can't be mad at you anymore. You made me laugh. Let's see here. <laughs> Mr. Hicks 2299 said, I think Red Dead is the new standard, and I voted Witcher because the amount of detail and open world and the sheer size was impressive. Uh, Which seems strange, considering it's like a quarter of the size of Breath of the Wild. But, you know, sure. Okay, are you sure, Josh? Are you sure? Uh, I'd have to look it up, but it doesn't feel all that big. I specifically remember when we were playing that game, how small the world felt. Well, you did just play the first two hours, so maybe it just felt small by comparison. But then... Each town uh, is directly outside every other town. So. Well, we'll just have to respectfully disagree. I don't know which one's bigger. I don't have a map. I don't have some sort of gridlock system. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter because, like, they're all doing something different. Like, yeah. Like, well, Red the, Dead blows just, them all just, away. Just anyway, the speed so. of movement drastically changes perspective there. For example,. Red Dead 2 is the largest world ever made because you can only ever walk somewhere. So, Well, you can ride a horse. You can and ride a horse with gout. I have a boat. I have a boat, Or whatever the heck it happens to be, you know, you, making it You guys it don't have a boat slow. yet, do you? You can What's steal you a boat right off the bat. Yeah, I bet you can. I didn't know that, though. Hmm. I didn't know that. Although, there's probably good horses you can get because they have ratings, so I'm still hoping I'm going to come across that. I, I found this guy, true story. I found this guy in the mountains, and he wanted to race me, and he seemed like a prick. So I raced him. And then I thought, I don't know what it gave me or what, I, but I beat him. And I was like, man, I should, I should kill that guy and take his horse because he seems to think his horse is some fucking prized horse, right? It was like white with speckles or whatever, and it looked fancy, but I didn't do it because I'm a good guy. I'm not mm. a killer. And now I kind of regret it because I wanted to see if his horse was any good. But he was like a dick. He was like, oh, I'll beat you in a race. My you, horse uh, is great. You can see if the horse is better or not just by looking at it because it's also in the wildlife system. How do you do... I don't know how you keep saying this. How do you, you see... You look at them. I you look at things look at all them. the time. You look at and them and it tells you how good it is. Okay, well... I yeah. I for for Xbox, you hit the right button on any animal and it'll give the, you the right detail bumper. Summary. The right button. Right bumper? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, thank you, Fish. See, Fish gave me information, Josh. You have to push a button. But you gotta look at them too. <laughs> I assume so. Um, let's see. Uh, Dano, let's do two more. Dano1840 said, I love Breath of the Wild, but when I read people say that it was filled with life, I'm so confused. To me, the game world was empty. There's no story, no life. I don't think it compares to games like Red Dead, The Witcher, or even Horizon. He's laying some smackdown on Zelda. That's how Zelda got away with it. They said it was desolate after the apocalypse, so they didn't, they could get away with that whole empty feeling. Which some people probably liked, you know? That's why I like No Man's Sky. It's very empty. There's nobody out there. Just me and my, my buddies, maybe, and alien sharks. Uh, <laughs> uh, last one. Good friend, Gilbeezy. Gilbeezy Skid said, Breath of the Wild made me want to explore, to search under every rock and climb every mountain. Any direction you pick offers a new adventure that hides some discovery. Maybe some feel that way about The Witcher, but the grim nature of that world completely pushed me away about 45 hours in. Breath of the Wild made me feel like a kid since it was my first Zelda game. Everything felt new and magical. I still haven't finished the game, but I go back to it every few months just to spend a few weeks exploring. And you know what? Maybe next week I'll see if The Witcher can take down Red Dead, in which case I will lose all faith in humanity. <laughs> if that's the name. 
Um, so anyways, thanks for everyone chiming in. Like I said, every Thursday you can chime in on the conversation. As you can see, we got real rowdy today. Real rowdy in here. Um, so when you get into a duel in this game, you can lightly press the right trigger. Until oh, it gets to the top. God damn, that's horrible. Those duels. <sighs> Everything's horrible to you, Josh. Why do you hate everything? They're awful. Like, it's a stupid system. Like, slowly pull the trigger. They tell you slowly, but you still have to somehow pull the trigger before the enemy draws. Which is cool in theory, but... Like... <sighs> In practice, it's not really all that great. You don't want to pull the trigger as slow as possible. You just kind of want to... <sighs> well, the idea is, like, in real life, you'd be slowly pulling the trigger in your pocket, so when your gun came up, it's almost already pulled, and then, pa! Mm-hmm. What can I say? Pa! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because the... In the original game, that's what the dead eye was used for. Like, because they'd get you in one of those duels, and you'd have to paint the target on them in Deadeye for the duels. And that was part of the reason Deadeye felt so good. Because you, you had less Still of it overall, good. so you could basically use it to get off a perfect shot. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, you've got a meter that you can level up, and you can eventually hit as many people as you have bullets. Um, I, I'd be curious to see how fish... Have you done any of the fishing, Josh, Did you, at all? I've done a little bit. Not a lot. Like I was saying, I've, I've been much more into the hunting, although... Oh, yeah, yeah, the hunting. Um, yeah, the, uh... I'm not a big fan of the legendary animals so far. I like how you have to track them and stuff, but, again, it... Every other animal, you have to pick the right weapon and get a clean kill on it so you don't completely ruin the hide and anything else on there. Like, for, for crafting and stuff. So yeah, you want to yeah. get a good, clean shot. But these legendary animals are bullet sponges. Well, I, dude, I found the fox, and I shot it once in the face, and it was dead. And I okay. felt bad, because it was I got the coyote, little... and I shot it six times in the head, and it didn't die. There's no... You tell me you shot it six times. I, I had see that. a sniper rifle. Video. I shot it in the face. There was a huge blood spray. It ran off, so I tracked it down. I shot it in the face again. And it ran off. And the most any other proof. animal that you do that to will eventually bleed out, and you'll just have to find them and kill them with your knife. Like, if you, if you don't get a clean kill, like if you hit them in the body or something, they'll eventually bleed out. The legendary animals don't do that. Like, okay. so the way to take them down is to... Well, the bear had fish, had you, fish yeah, and shea. You, you have to use dead eye and then unload every bullet you have into them is kind of the way you have to kill them, which I'm not a big fan of. It just, it feels really ridiculous considering how carefully paced the rest of the hunting is. That's, that's what I did with that legendary bear. Part of that side mission mm -hmm. uh, with Hosea was I used the red, uh, the dead eye mm -hmm. on that bear as he was attacking me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it didn't kill him. Nope. And he I, fucked you I, up. I, <laughs> he fucked mm -hmm. you up. And then he killed me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. No, that, he fucked me up too. To yeah. Yeah. The okay. bear is a huge bullet sponge, and that that mm -hmm. I can see making sense because he's a gigantic predator. But yeah. like the coyote, like visual proof. That's it. Yeah. Send us visual proof that you shot it six times in the head. I want to see it. I don't. I don't know if I captured video oh, of it. I have to shit. go track him down again. But Shay's probably close to the bear. You got the bear's pretty cool. Did you do the bear mission yet, Shay? He had to have done the bear. No. Oh, damn it. God, he's... 
Okay. He'll get there eventually. All right, anyways, um, yeah, I'm curious to you guys think of the fishing, you know, and if we have a chance, we can get together and... Let's bait up. All right, so uh, we'll see how it goes. It's a continued story. We'll can bait up down the road. I will say that as a fishing aficionado right now, it's tied between Final Fantasy 15 and this for best fishing with this taking the lean. The only thing is Final Fantasy had like fake fish that were made up, some fake fish that were made up because it was a fantasy game. And I think that stuff is magical and like the environments in that game are magical. But just the detail and the way the fishing adheres. Like when I caught that pike, you actually have to slap it on the back of your horse and carry it back to town. Like if it's a big fish, you have to carry it back to town. And like yeah. wolves were chasing me and shit because they were like, ah, oh, yeah, you got food the, on the back. Yeah, and that's super fun because if you happen to get killed by raiders on the way back, you no longer have your legendary animal. Have to go do it all over again. So, you know, that's always fun. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be... (laughs) Thank you. Red Dead Redemption 2. It's not supposed to be fun. I mean, what kind of games are fun? When I beat my head over Cuphead for eight hours, was it fun? No, it was satisfying. It was challenging. Like, how many games are actually fun? Fucking Mario, because you never die, and you jump around going, Yahoo! Yahoo! Pumping my dick in a Princess Peach! Yahoo! Right, Fish? Mario is probably one of the hardest games in the last several years. Oh, well. Then that's not fun, then, is it? Like, the challenge modes. That, that's, that's the thing. Like, it gets the fun right. You don't have to master all the movement and everything on there to just get through the main story missions that you just kind of wander through, but there are challenges all over the place that they just absolutely require you to have mastered the movement in the game in order to get. And that is My a point really is, well, cool. That's, yes. Way no, to that's true. That. And the second it's half really of Mario fun, was, so. yeah, the second half of Mario Odyssey was really uh, for the, the challenge yeah. seeking gamers. My point is that we often use the term fun and my simple point is that how often are games actually fun? You know what I mean? They're just different degrees of challenging, frustrating, interesting. But fun, that's such a vague term, you know? Fun is relative. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just, I feel like we throw that around a lot. You feel me? Come on, somebody feel me here! Nobody feels me at all. Um, I will... <laughs> you maybe just do the whole Princess Peach thing on my own, fish. God damn it! Princess, never mind. Uh, we'll leave that one there. Thank you, Fish. You hooked me up. Um, the only other poll we didn't have time to discuss was the. Uh, we we flew through most of them uh, pretty naturally, but the one that about the PlayStation PlayStation Classic that really was upsetting for me that we've been arguing about for weeks to some degree. Um, they finally announced all the games one month before it was supposed to drop, and we found out the reason that they were hiding the entire list is because the entire list was a complete sack of garbage. So the PlayStation Classic list came out, and the 20 games are as follows. Battle Arena Toshinden, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, are you fucking kidding? Siphon Filter, that's a fucking shocker, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six and Wild Arms, which we already knew, and 60% of our audience said that, yes, that list is a shit show. Thoughts? I mean, we called a few of them. We were way off. We were were way off. Yeah, I think... 
we kind of had the requisite of games being good to be on there. And maybe maybe we shouldn't have gone at it with that approach. Um, you know what's funny about that, Josh, is we argue the back and forth, like, which one of the sequels will they put on? Will they go two <laughs> they two? don't put fucking <laughs> any of them. They're like, they're like no, let's it. put we- some other shit on here. We can't decide between Spyro 2 or Spyro 1 or Tomb Raider 2 or Tomb Raider 1, so let's just leave them off and put Destruction Derby on there. I'm going to be honest with you. I hadn't heard of... I, I grew up with the PlayStation, and I had not heard of, other than maybe briefly in passing... Yeah, yeah a few of them. those games were just like, huh? What? Like, didn't even ring a bell. Nope. Right. I will tell you this. The Japanese list is much better. And... Mm. Out of all of us, who would have known Saga Frontier, the game you guys dubbed as Cancer, was going to make the list? No, 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 no. Who no, would have no. possibly known that no, that was no, going to no. make? That's not on there. That wasn't on the, the game Japanese you loved. list. It is. You're goddamn no. right. It is. That's not the game you loved. The game you loved was um. Are Are you telling me what game I love? No, 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 Saga Frontier is the game you made us play that we said was cancer? Yes, and it's on no. the Japanese version. No. Yeah. I, I looked that up and it looked different, unless the cover of the game is way div- different than I imagined it to be. No, it's the oh same game. Oh my god. It's the same Oh my god, game. they put cancer! They put cancer on the Japanese PlayStation Classic! What the fuck? I... Uh. I have no words, Shay. That must have that literally must have given you an erection of sorts. This is my show. I'm telling you, I won the poll. I called that Saga Frontier was going to be on. No, I said Saga Frontier is probably no. not going to be on there. But I get my wish. I'm surprised <laughs> Intelligent Cube is making it on the Japanese version because that game is severely underrated, but it's a good game. You know, it's so. I will say this: the Japanese list, although not classic, is more interesting. If you're a fan of like JRPGs and stuff, it's definitely more appealing to me. It's just still nowhere near classic. But but I will no. say this, Shay. The funny thing is, <laughs> I can't believe this. Um, I I'm sorry, Baffle. Go ahead, Josh. I felt like you were going to say something and I interrupted you. No, no, I was just okay. Yeah, I, I Shay was saying that. This is one thing I will say, Shay. If I can knock you down one peg because you've been holding up your hand in all these victories today. Uh, you were fighting for. Um, that weird zip, what is it called? That stupid zipping game that nobody ever heard of? Uh, Zapper? No. Fuck. Jumping Flash? Jumping Flash. Uh, And your big case for it was it was big in Japan. Yet now that we know they're making a Japanese version of the system, why wouldn't that have been on the Japanese version and we get something else in America? Because if it's a classic, maybe that they've remade it here, I don't know. Or maybe that they figured that... uh, you know, if I don't, it's sold that many copies here that enough people already have it. And maybe they're trying to introduce that game to us. You know, maybe that's part of the the thought process there. And vice versa, maybe they're trying to introduce Intelligent Cube over here uh, in Japan. You know, for example. Maybe, maybe they're trying to jumpstart a couple old IPs for them to uh, be able to make new sequels. Shocking. Yeah. It's just like I told someone in the comments. You don't show up at an orgy. Nintendo's there with their big fucking honking dick and fucking um they throw in there because they're fucking NES classic we and they need to teach NES you classic. how to metaphor. You don't seem to understand and, how this works. But let me finish the metaphor before you tell me it's terrible, and then you can tell me it's terrible. 
I just and don't then, know why their dick is honking. What? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It's like a clown. Why is their dick the in traffic? It's like a clown nose. It's like... <laughs> oh. And then, you know... That. And then somebody shows up with their micro penis and it's just like, look, dude, this is the like high-end orgy, all right? We're not looking for that here. And Sony just jumped into the fray thinking they could capitalize on the back of this classic nonsense. But like, it's just... I wish they had just called it something else, like the PlayStation... Even the PlayStation Mini, Mini or the P- Obscure or something. Like, they, by going for Classic, they led us to believe that they were going to take Nintendo's approach, which was put games, good games on it. And they didn't really deliver on that. So yeah. I think even the NES and SNES Classic had some stinkers on there, to be honest with you. I mean, if, if we're looking at it objectively. No, yeah, they did. But did it have as many unknowns as this PlayStation Classic? Even, even the Japanese version? No. I'm, no. I'm, I honestly, like, as excited as I am that, uh, actually the Japanese version is going to be a tiny bit cheaper than the, uh, the one in Western countries, um, even though it's going to be a little bit cheaper and it got some games that I'm surprised and happy about, like Intelligent Cube and Saga Frontier, I'm still mm-hmm. perplexed. Like, Resident Evil 1 over Resident Evil 2 or 3? That's confusing. Twisted Metal 1 over Twisted Metal 2 or 4? Why? Like, we're, they're, yeah. I'm confused. Uh, Battle Arena Toshinden is a game, actually, that was the, the second Battle Arena Toshinden was the very first game I ever played on the PlayStation. That was the first game I ever got. But that's, to me, such a weird choice. It's such an uh, obscure game. But that one did come with the system, so I could see that being the case. But, man, they, they made well, some yeah, really odd yeah. choices. They really did. For calling... I agree with you wholeheartedly on this, Morgan. For calling it a classic, for charging $100, the games that they put on there does not reflect the name or the price tag. That's just my Mm. opinion. The amount of people that messaged me telling me that they canceled their pre-order, that were defending it on our page, was like staggering to the point where I felt bad bashing it. Because all these people Mm. were like sad. They were like, yeah, I canceled my pre-order now. This is a huge disappointment. I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't, I was predicting it was going to be awful, but I didn't want all these people to be upset. But my whole logic was Sony has showed me from the first five and the secrecy. The secrecy is what scares me. When people keep a secret, it's normally bad. Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. That was bizarre. Like that. Anyway, I don't know. I never, I never tell women that I have a tiny penis until it's too late. And then the secret's out, all right? I keep it a secret as long as possible. In all seriousness, in retrospect, yeah, it's odd that they chose to do that. Because if they were do- using that secrecy to be like, look, we're, we are putting the best games, the biggest classics on there, that would have made perfect sense. That would have made all the sense in the world to keep it a secret. But with the games that they selected to be on there, the secrecy makes zero sense, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, like yeah. All it does is give it, them a big bump of negative hype right before the thing comes out, and that's that's a horrible idea. Yeah, yeah. What what the fuck? What the fuck was the reasoning behind that? Like, I'm I'm like now that we're talking about it, I'm actually a little pissed off. It's like, yeah, get angry, I, get angry with me. I, Let's do. It. I I agree that like I think sometimes like building hype in that way can be a good thing. If they had put, you know, another Final Fantasy game on there, like Tactics. If Tactics had made the list, and maybe one other really good game, whether it's like Legend of Dragoon, or some other really good RPG, 
or, you know, another actual classic game, then this would have been a little bit more justified with the secrecy. But all these obscure games, these random-ass games, does not justify that price tag, first and foremost. I... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat crow a little bit here, and I said, I said when they announced those first five games, that this system would be worth a hundred dollars because they put Final Fantasy VII on there, which you easily sink forty plus hours into. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII is a phenomenal game. Let's be clear, whether you like eight more, whether you like nine more, that game is phenomenal. It started a generation mm-hmm. and a revolution for the subsequent systems. But for that, maybe one or two other games that are really good, some average games and some fucking piss poor, whoever has heard of these games, games, being on there for $100, what the fuck? And on top of that, to to guise this through the secrecy of basically saying, yeah, we are going to release 20 games under this classic guise, they are going to be secrets, and then to, you know, what is it, a month till it's not even that until it releases and then they release the list and it's not a classic system what was the fucking point of that what was the point of being under the guise of secrecy and of a classic for it to end up this way it's like honestly it's i don't know it to me they try it, to trap people they tell you they that's tried what to it trap feels cons- like that's what it feels like and granted people have the choice to cancel the pre-orders and whatnot, but it feels like such a prey on nostalgia to the max. It feels fucking dirty. And I know you said that earlier, and I disagreed with you, and that's why I'm eating crow right now. It it feels like a huge prey on nostalgia, and it's bullshit. It really is. And like, it is maybe bullshit. I sound it's like bullshit, a fucking nerdy, angry, like stuffy-ass geek nerd sitting in my mom's basement getting mad at something like this, but... For me personally, a lot of these games, and I, I'm self-aware of that. I am self-aware. I sound a little bit ridiculous right now. But a lot of these games were monumental in all four of our upbringing and who we became as people. And it's the same for other gamers. And I understand if people who were less into gaming when they were younger don't relate to that or they're, they came into subsequent generations. I get that if you don't relate to that. That's fine. If we sound like angry old men. There's a reason behind that, I promise. And it's because these games were so influential in our lives. And we see bits of these games in the games we play now. And for, and for Sony to kind of prey upon that is just fucking dirty at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people came in with, well, could be licensing issues. It's like, that's fine. Then you don't make the damn thing. You don't go out there and make the damn thing if you can't get the damn games. It's that simple. I will say this, though, for our listeners, um, and I will agree with what you were saying, Shay, 100%. If you're curious, because I did tease it, the games that are exclusive to the Japanese version of the PlayStation Classic are Ark the Lad, Ark the Lad 2, Armored Core, Gradius Gaiden, Eleven, Psy, whatever that is, Saga Frontier, G Darius, and Parasite Eve, which is kind of cool. And even weirdly, they put two Ark the Lad games on there. But um, odd. The whole thing is just cool. odd. Yeah, That's cool. The Japanese version is much better. It is much better. Ark the Lad 1 and 2 are very similar to Fire Emblem and Shining Force, which mm-hmm. is good for me and good for people who yeah, like those why? type of games, Final Fantasy Tactics. But 
it's not Final Fantasy Tactics. Why would they put two of those games on? Why would they put two Ark the Lad games even on yeah, there? Yeah, that's, the, that's No other game has that's two. They could have done Final know. Fantasy Tactics or something. Like, I just, yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. I'm glad they put Armored Core on there. Armored Core is an awesome game. Um, I, I'm not surprised by that choice. I'm, I'm okay with that choice. I'm not super into Armored Core, but the first one was a lot of fun. So it's, it's fine. It's a decent choice for that. I'm surprised there's this game called Einhander. It was like a, a running gun, or not a running gun. It was, what, what are those games called? Like the, the style where you're in a ship and you're side scrolling and you're shooting everything. What is it? Shmup. Shmup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that type of game. Um, it's like a 2.5D game. I wish that game had made it to one of the two systems, but that one's more niche. But I definitely think the Japanese one is much stronger. Um, and it's not just because of Saga Frontier, even though I'm pleased with it, even though these guys think it's cancer. Uh, the overall lineup for uh, the Japanese ver- uh, version is much better, in my opinion. It's much stronger, but it's still frustrating that that price tag is $100 and it's being called the classic. Still frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said on my Twitter account, t- the t- out of the top 10 best-selling PlayStation games ever, the top 10 best-selling games ever, one of them made the classic. One. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. That's just weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, the, we can end the show on this poll because it's depressing, and that's that 91% of... <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go per- out. No. Not that one, Josh. That's the beginning of the depression. It's 91% of our audience has, does not own Into the Breach. Um, and that, I think, is a travesty, uh, especially on the Absolutely. Switch now. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect Switch game, and Fish can attest to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love the handheld. The, the screen is just... This game is meant to be played in handheld. Like I haven't played it on the TV, but I'm sure it's just as fun. But being able on the to TV, pick it up and... we don't play. Oh, on the Switch TV. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, picking it up and taking it to the bathroom, take a shit, and oh, you no. know, into... kill some vac. <laughs> into the breach, out of the breach. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is that brown mech sinking to the bottom of the toilet? It's a drop pod. Fish has dropped a drop pod. Rescue it. <laughs> oh, poop jokes. That can't survive in water. You gotta, gotta put him in the water and flush him. You must construct additional pylons. I, I couldn't, but like, I, I just flabbergasting me to me that this you game need is more so... Vespine gas. 91% of our audience voted no and a lot of them are switch owners and they love switch games and it's like i how do you communicate to people to try it i feel like it's a difficult game to show people because if you look at yeah. like fish, I, fish looked at screenshots and he thought it looked like meh you know like it's i have the perfect way i have the perfect way um there's an episode of evoking the sublime called into the breach where i discuss <laughs> the creation and history of the game with justin ma one of the two creators of into the breach it's a great episode about an hour long i interview him talk about the game it's a phenomenal game if you're wanting to know about what it's like what it's about and basically what went into the game you should check it out it's a great episode he's a nice Mm -hmm. guy i had a fun time talking with him but it gives you the detail you need to understand what the game is about and it's a fucking fun game 
I normally hate strategy games where I bounce right off them, and I, I loved it. So it's, it's a shame. We'll, we need to start a campaign, some sort of like Into the Breach campaign, because everyone owns a Switch, and people need to try that, try that damn thing, you know? Absolutely. Support Absolutely. indie developers. Support this goddamn brilliant game. And if you don't, Fish will no longer masturbate for the rest of the year. He will only play Into the Breach. Until you buy this game, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't agree about this. <laughs> if if fish if if this you game does earlier, not sell, don't worry about it. If this game does not sell a million copies by December, fish is never going to have sex again for the rest of his life. That's that is a fact. We have it written down. He has signed it. He can't back out of it now. Come on, guys! Hey, remember that paper <laughs> I had you sign whenever we were in Mine Montana? Too. That was in there. But uh. Tricked oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and yeah, like saying... And furthermore, wait, furthermore, <laughs> I, I remember one addendum. Fish did say if this game is not in any of your top five lists for game of the year, Fish will personally put his dick in a bucket of hot sauce and let oh, it soak yeah! the hot sauce for 10 minutes. That's the next challenge. God damn it. <laughs> I think it, so many bad things are going to happen to you if this game doesn't sell well, damn it. Well, you seem to be having a hard time with the incentives here. Getting people to do what we want them to do. Fucking drunkenly at the wedding. Yeah. He's like, if, you know, if this game doesn't make top five game of the year list, I'll soak my dick in some fucking Frank's hot sauce, all right? We'll just <laughs> write that on there. It could probably fit in the tiny little opening there too. You know the uh the funny thing about the hot sauce thing is if he if he does that, it'll be so destroyed that he won't be able to have sex again anyway. So I don't think you can really recover from a dick in the hot sauce accident. He'll have ghost boners. Yeah, like his dick will rot off, but like he'll still like get the feeling that he has a boner. And then he'll go to grab it and there's nothing there, and he's like, Damn you, Franks! <laughs> Damn you, Frank! <laughs> Phantom ejaculate! Ah! <sighs> I like Josh's. He's progressed from not shaking his, or from shaking his head to just leaning over and looking at his other monitor. That's the next evolution. Uh, it's not shaking his head. It's he just can't even look at us anymore. I can't even do this right. I can't even do this right now. That's that's the next evolution. I was going to Amazon to see. If I could get five gallons, or if I had to just buy five <laughs> one-gallon jugs of Franks. Uh, You're already preparing like, for Fish's dick to rot. Yeah, He's pretty inevitable. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have good luck with hot sauce-laden ultimatives. <laughs> to be fair, he he took he took that banana a hell of a lot better than you did. Mm-hmm. I I will say this. There was a there was a really rare thing about um, when Fish first tried to play Donkey Kong Country. Um, he was he was playing it on his phone, which I thought was kind of weird, um, just to piss me off because I told him that's the one way he shouldn't play it. He shouldn't play it on his phone. That's offensive to play Donkey Kong Country on that. And he sent me this. Uh, actually, it controls pretty well on the phone. Um... All you do is you just take your phone and you smash it up against your dick, and then you kind of move it around, and 
the tricky part is is like making sure you don't cover up the sound ports on your phone so you can still get that exclusive so. <laughs> oh wait there's more there's more guys no hold the laughter I just imagine my dick just all smashed on my phone. <laughs> and me looking at you. Is this how you play Donkey Kong? Well, so... <laughs> um, oh, fish. I think that's it. I'm sorry, guys. That's yes. very private. That, that is how you play Donkey Kong. That's right. No wonder you had so much trouble shooting through the barrels. I mean, you should have just told us. I mean, it all makes sense now. Damn it. All right. <laughs> I thought that's how you play all folk games, though. That's how I played Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Well, <laughs> that's, that's about all the uh, interaction you need with that game. I have a joke for that, but I'm going to so say it for after the podcast. Tap on the screen. Um, like Shay said, he has a side podcast called Evoking the Sublime, where he interviews uh, developers in the industry. Of course, I have a side podcast called In the Blood, where I interview composers. And if you want to support us, our Patreon page is where it's at. Um, patreon.com slash swordchomp your donations mean the world to us especially if you want to support us we love you um, someone did request this though fish they said we need a what is fish vaping this week section at the very end here we go you got 15 seconds fish what are you vaping uh, it is called blue nominom and it's blue raspberry flavored and it's fucking phenomenal hence the name blue nominon I need do, you to rate do, it. Do, do. Give it a, a four. How many stars <laughs> do, out of five? Do, 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 do. <laughs> a solid four out of five stars. Well, I'd like to say that he said it was fucking phenomenal, but that only equals a four out of five. So we're really devaluing the word mm-hmm. phenomenal at this point. At this point, Until we have really fucking phenomenal. Then we know. Um... And so your donations mean the world to us. Hey, Josh is singing. We got Josh singing. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It's been a crazy one, a fun one. And we will be back next week. Let's play it up.